Warning. This show is intended for a mature audience only and may contain harsh language, trans fats, live nudes, and derogatory comments about your mother. You are gay. Those who are easily offended or have no sense of humor are encouraged to turn off the show now. Parental discretion is advised. My enemies are many. My equals are none. They fear me like a force of nature, a dealer in thunder and death. I say, I am Emperor. Celebration of mediocrity. All this energy calling me. Back where it comes from. It's such a crude attitude. It's back where it belongs. All the little kids growing up on the skins. They're going Cleveland rocks. Cleveland rocks. German Jean Jeans. Moon and James Dean. Go Cleveland rocks. Cleveland rocks. From the shores of Lake Erie to the banks of the mighty Cuyahoga River, live from Cleveland, Ohio, USA tonight, this is the Emperor's Court here on Verse World Productions, VTWProductions.com. I am your host, the Emperor, joined in studio as always by Highlander. Always a pleasure. And also joined in studio tonight, a special guest host, Varyar. Happy to be here. So, ladies and gentlemen, it's been one week since, well, actually, it's been two weeks since two weeks you've been me. here, Highlander. Yes, indeed. It's been several since you were here, Varyar. Yes, sir. Uh, I flew solo most of last week with some help from Mystic Mim when she was down here, although briefly. Really? Yes. How did so, that turn out? Because usually she kind of gives a one-word answer. That was pretty much what she did. Okay. But uh, she did come down here, and she belched in the microphone a couple times and said a couple, you know, she made some funny comments at my expense and what have you, and that was that. So, we did an almost three-hour show. It was, it was productive. We got stuff done. Uh, unfortunately, I have not uploaded that archive. My apologies, ladies and gentlemen. I have not had the time, in case people have not been noticing. Things are moving fast and furious here in the States, especially in regards to my job, which we don't really speak a great deal of here. But uh, suffice to say that I've been sufficiently distracted with other things. Unfortunately, I will get that archive up for you. Uh, a lot of people have been asking about the newsletter, which we announced last week. We do have a name for that, um, which I will yeah, I'll also give it out now. We've decided on Opinions of the Court. Will be the name of the newsletter we hope to launch actually a week from this coming Wednesday. So if you have not yet signed up for the newsletter, please do so. VTWProductions.com. It is under the show tab. Go to Emperor's Court. On your right is the newsletter. Plug in your email or your friend's email, even if they don't know about it. Especially if they don't know about it. Right, because then you can't get in trouble because, like, who the hell signed me up for this? That's right. And Plus, it's the, the gift that keeps on giving. Right. That's right. And after the first in addition, here's to hoping that they actually like it and we'll keep it so. Uh, Amp, you forgot your April Fool stuff last week. We didn't do any April Fool stuff. No, we we, we really didn't. And I, you know, it's so weird because I was thinking about it, and then I realized, oh, we're already past April Fools. It'd be stupid to do it. Because I mean, the best thing to do probably would have been to have a switch around, or you know, like I would do your stuff, you do mine, that kind of thing. Still so, working on your uh, microphone there, apparently. Booming, so I, oh, okay. I can't win. I really can't. And I don't get it because you know I would. You'd think I would take the best microphone for myself since I do the most talking. True. 
And you would have thought that this would have been a, a, no longer an issue considering we get to keep everything exactly as it is. I mean, I, I, all I do is I unplug the stuff from the, from the soundboard, I move it over there, keep the soundboard here, and then plug it all back in to start the show again. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Do you even have to do that? You, you can't leave it plugged in? But I, the problem is you've got cords running everywhere. Yeah, but if it's just you down here, what do you, what do you care? Well, we got I mean, other people down here. Oh, okay. But, I mean, I can't roll my chair up to the front of it. M's mic is fine. It's the other two. Wait, so now that's new and different. So now you can't hear me? Uh, sometimes I think IRC is just trolling us. I, uh, so I don't know. Maybe. I don't mean Emperor's Chorus, April Fool's Pranks. I don't. Okay, well, I'll tell you what, on an, rather than that, why don't you tell me other ideas or send me some links of the some article funny about shit. other people's pranks? Oh, okay. Yeah, I think he probably sent me an article about that. I just didn't know. Uh, so. Remember that one year where, uh, where, where, where were we doing the show? And I, I called my, my parents. I there was a there was one year where I came over to your house. Okay. I decided to do an April Fools joke because it was April Fools. Right. And I called them up and I told them that I'd hit a deer with a car, and the car was totaled. No, that was man. not here. I don't think it was. You sure? Because I, I remember you know going what? over I, and they I, were I, so um, so I, I told them, yeah I hit a deer but I got the car to to Dave's uh, to the house and everything's okay and then um. The parent, my parents are flipping out because right. you know the car's totaled and it's going to you know cost all this money and blah blah blah. And then I I asked them to look at the calendar because something was on the calendar. Like, can you what, what's today's date anyway? And they looked at the calendar and then it suddenly dawned on them and they were so pissed, <laughs> so pissed. <laughs> that, I, I think that's the last April Fool's joke you actually uh, pulled off. Yeah, well, no, we, because it, every subsequent year would kind of get higher and higher the bar would be raised so after after freaking them out like that uh we never did another april fool's joke so maybe maybe it's time next year to, i've done a couple in my time um hang on first we get the info out Here's there how you can get in touch with the guys send an email to them at emperor1g at cox.net or join us in irc at irc.quakenet.org in channel vtw that's another thing that's going to be changing is the email for the show is going to be changing as well is it really oh uh, well the thing here's the thing as we're branching out now into various, you know, different types of uh, projects here, the newsletter, the show, any video projects, Emperor1G, to me, just, it, it doesn't seem right anymore to send emails to this. It's more of a show instead of me personally. So you're thinking of having, like, like uh, an like Emperor's show at, or Emperor's right. Court? You know, the Emperor's Court at gmail.com or something like that. Right. Uh, you know, I haven't decided, I've got that reserved. I haven't decided what I'm going to use yet, but... Uh, we're probably going to go away from the Emperor 1G thing and move more towards a show-centric. Since, I mean, especially with the newsletter, we've got like three or four new writers. I know you guys are working on stuff, too. Baron has you know, expressed an interest in doing that kind of thing. So I, I, I'm trying to move away of one specific person more towards there's a little bunch of people that are working on you know, this franchise type uh-huh. thing. So uh, April Fool's jokes. Um... That's that's from for me that that was the best. That I was the did. accumulated one. That was the yeah. accumulated one. How about you, Varyer? I can't think of a real good one. I'll be honest. I don't think I've ever pulled a really funny, elaborate April Fool's joke. Although there is kind of a story of an April Fool's joke that backfired. Um, over in Iraq, when I was over there on Fallujah, there are these sirens all over the base, and they they have different tones and sounds, and each one means a different thing. Like, oh shit, we're getting gassed. Run, you know, grab your gas mask, get in the bunkers. Here comes mortars and stuff like that. Right now, they do a drill every so often to keep us on our toes, and then every once in a while, you know, the the mortar thing would be for real, and it's run for the bunkers. On April Fools, they set off the alarm to screw with us. Okay, 
everyone, nobody treated, at this point we'd done so many of these drills and everyone knew the signs of a real attack or, hey, we're just screwing with you again. Uh-huh. We, we knew it wasn't real. Everyone just kind of wandered over, sat down, chatted under these concrete strikes. It didn't really pull off. It didn't really go. And then they got, you know, court-martialed for it, which was funny. Wow. So, but yeah, it, it, that's really the best thing I can come up with. I don't really have any good April Fool stories. Um, hmm. I've got a couple. I just don't know if I'm actually allowed to say them. Uh, one thing that just it has occurred to me here. Uh, one second. That you should close that door? Yes. Yes. Uh, I was looking at that noise. noise. I don't know if you can hear the noise, but uh, his furnace just went on, or air conditioning, I don't exactly. know, one of the, the two. why the door is there for this very reason. Exactly. Reason. In fact, I paid extra to have that wall put up specifically. Speaking of that wall, yes. are you going to do anything with that little gap right there between the ducts and the wall? No, because it needs, if you notice that, and then there's a, uh, down here you'll notice there's a vent. Uh-huh. The uh, furnace needs air in order to uh, burn. Push, yes, to push <laughs> air through, the, and, and to push the air through the entire Physics. house. Physics! So if there's not enough <laughs> airflow, then the thing can combust and blow itself up, and then we all die, and I that see. would although it would be a hell of a way to end the that show. I was going to say, that would be a cool <laughs> way to you know, go out. Last one. Yeah. So talk amongst yourself for a minute here. i got an idea. Yes, Porta, uh, this is casted from the war room. Yeah. Is that what we're going to call this now, the war room? I've always called it the war room. I've called it the war room. Well, we're still going to have to get that big giant table with the uh, wooden pieces to move around the map. And I demand a cool, outdated uniform. If this is going to be the war room, if you're going to do it, it'd probably be like a like a gray uh, German that gray German World War II uniform. I'll even take the lightning bolt, you know, yeah. rank insignia. We'll get some. Uh, put on, you know, the Fritz helmet. We just need to find a couple Germans. Market people. The Fritz helmet. <laughs> yes, I, I I don't think they wore that World War Two, do they? No. Um, uh, well, I mean, the Fritz helmet you're is the talking basis. About, you're talking about the one with the, with the spike, spike on it, right? Well, 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 yeah, but they, t- they took the spike off. But I mean, the Fritz helmet is the basis of the modern Kevlar helmet that the U.S. military still uses. Uh, it's okay. a similar style. Still, I mean, if you saw it, you'd know what it is. I mean, you're like, oh, oh yeah. yeah, I got it. So. Highlander Emp is religious. He doesn't believe in physics. <laughs> <laughs> Too true. Too true. Uh, okay. The Prussian hat. Yeah, it's the old Prussian hat. There you go. Anyway, so uh, we have a bunch of topics to get to this evening. Uh, we have the return of the quickening, which, uh, from what I understand, is actually a, was a very uh, well-received one. Oh, yeah. it was. Uh, I'll, I'll, tell, I'll tell you guys right now. I'll just forewarn you. Um, First off, thank you for everyone who turned in questions. I received the most amount of questions ever in the history of the quickening, going back all the way to WC Radio. Uh, having said that, I'm not going to answer all of the questions this week, uh, notwithstanding because there were so many, uh, we're talking over two dozen, that uh, I would end up spending my entire time just trying to answer them without getting to other topics or other segments of the show. But what I'm, I'm going to do is I'm going to try and hoard them like a squirrel in winter, and then uh, once we get to the marathon show, which I don't know if we want to talk about or not, uh, um, we could. Once we get to there, then I will unleash all the questions in one gigantic quickening gasm, or whatever you want to call it, a huge giant <laughs> quickening gasm, a huge ginormous quickening. Um, so please, if if you didn't hear your question, don't freak out. Continue sending them in, and uh, you'll probably hear them when we do the show. And do the huge mammoth show. Uh, speaking of the uh, yes, yeah, since it was, since you bring it up, um, far too short, Mike. Wait, uh, okay, I'm sorry. Melky wants to know if this is live. No, this is recorded. No. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Does anybody read the we goddamn can, front page of the, of the website? We can read. Your I mind. swear to God, it it says there. 
Emperor's Court on six nine tonight. Now we got shit going on yeah. tomorrow. Yes, now playing. It's right. And we have, by the way, we have a new uh, we have a new badge. I noticed. It's not the same weird kind of looking. And I didn't have a problem with the old one. I actually kind of liked it. I haven't seen what, what's the new badge. I haven't uh, even seen it. You know, the old one was that they had that weird like Starscape type thing. Right. What the fuck is this now? It's it's going to archive. I had it set for a live show. Talks amongst yourselves while I fix it. Well, no wonder seconds. everyone wonders if it's live because it's damn it. Uh, anyways. Talk amongst uh, we saw it, didn't we? I mean, yeah, it, yeah, it was up. You so anyway, up. Uh, yeah. So anyway, like I was saying, thank you for the questions. Uh, you guys turned in a ton of questions. I couldn't believe it. Just kept going through them. It was like another one and another one and another one. But I'm going to answer a few of them tonight. I mean, by a few, I mean like a normal amount for a quickening. And the rest I'm saving. And then once we have the marathon show, the ones that I've saved, I'll answer all of those as well as any others you turn in during that week like you normally do. And it'll just be a ginormous, huge, gigantic quickening. Full of awesomeness and tiger's oh, blood and Adonis DNA <laughs> or whatever the hell. Speaking of which, apparently uh, that Charlie Sheen show actually went over pretty well in, in Cleveland. Cleveland. Oh yeah, and I because I, yeah. I heard it bombed. It bombed in Detroit because it was the first time he ever did it and he uh, didn't know what he was doing. Yes, uh, and everyone booed badly. But then the next show in Chicago, apparently he figured it out and everyone liked it. And then they went to Cleveland. Um, he came out in his uh, Rick Vaughn jersey. Yes. And everyone and he came out to out. Wild Thing. He came out to Wild Thing. Apparently, someone from his entourage actually called the Indians because they were playing that night, right? And inquired as to whether they wanted Charlie Sheen to throw the first pitch. They had a Facebook group out there. And there were Indians fans trying to get him to throw out the first pitch of the season. Yes, and uh, well, for the, well, I don't know for the season, but they were at least for that night when he was in Cleveland. Okay, and um, I can't remember what the name Bob. But Bob DiBiase. Bob DiBiase. Yeah, he said of the uh, uh, media relations. Right. He went on the radio on a couple different stations and flat out said they had no interest whatsoever. You know what? And I understand why. Because you're taking a risk and you don't want to have some kind of endorsement, you know, to a guy who's bad shit crazy, yeah, right. who's been acting like that. You know, and when you're trying to promote a family friendly environment and this, that, and the other. By the way, there's our new logo. Uh, I mean, it's just a. a that's not that bad. No, I like no, it. I'm I like it. It's, yeah, it's just a. It's a smaller clip of what we have on the front page right. or on the. Uh, I'm sure. Yeah, they ju- they just took out yeah. that little part and then right. changed some colors around. Yeah. Balance break, by the way, has a third edition. Uh, for those who do not know, it's not up on the Empress Court uh, show page yet, but it will be. So the third page in the Archbishop Shriggs comic involving well, all of us. You know, it's, so it's far, just, just me. Just occurred to me looking at that. We have yes. our blogs up there. Should we take those down because we have a newsletter? Well, we might or, as well because, because you know, really, really. Here's the leaderboard for the uh, versus the world uh, Major League Baseball, which we we'll get to in a minute. Oh, nice, right there. Nice. Yes, I like that. actually, it doesn't update until the April 11th, I think. Is one that because that's the way we have a full week in, and then obviously we can oh, you know, show the. Okay. Uh, I mean, you you can look at it any time though. We can. But I'm saying. Oh, like the public, they, 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 yeah, I didn't realize. Right, that. this is yeah. available to anybody to look at, so they can see what the hell is gotcha, going on. Gotcha. So. Okay. And then it is, you can subscribe to the newsletter right below it. So it's on the show page, vtwproductions.com. So, anyways, the marathon show in Carnadine, an old school one of the founding members of Carnadine. Yeah, Guard. Good lord, I haven't talked to him in. Dog's years been that long. He and I went to a couple of baseball games. In fact, uh, he and I, his girlfriend, and Mr. Mim went to a ball game last year. Uh, he and I also got to go to a doubleheader where we got to see the Azrubal Cabrera unassisted triple play. Nice. Nice. Yeah, he had no clue what the hell had happened. Nice. It took me a minute, too. I'm looking. I'm like, I look at him. He's like, he used my last name. He's like, Amp. We'll just go with that one. Cause I, <laughs> we, don't, we don't really use the first hey, name. Amp. The whole name. So I was like, Amp. Right. That shit just happened. What happened? Did he just do a double play? Said, no, it looked like a triple play. And then we, we kind of replayed it in the back of our minds. We're like, oh, shit, yeah, it was a triple play, wasn't it? I, uh, wow. 
we can that's actually a, hear the. That's crazy. You hear the dishes. It's like she's playing the maracas with <laughs> dishes. <laughs> I, I remember that one game we went to was uh, against the Orioles, where the Orioles had the triple play. Yes. And then Hargrove came out and, and started screaming about. Started yeah. in the, no, no, actually Hargrove was manager of the Orioles at the time. It was uh, Charlie Manuel. That came out. Yeah, that you're right. Remember, right. remember there was, was that big right. argument. Yes. We were sitting there in the, in the bleachers for like 20 minutes, waiting for them to figure it yeah, out. Yeah, Hargrove was manager of the Orioles yeah. at the time, wasn't he? Yeah, it? he was. Uh, we used to make God, fun of yeah. Charlie Manuel all the time. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was laughing. <laughs> Although to be fair, he hasn't done shit. I mean, kind of dropped in his lap. I mean, it's not like he assembled the greatest pitching staff in the history of modern baseball since the '54 Cleveland Indians. Ugh, trying to get back in my You mind. think the 54 hit the grab? I, I think the. Uh, what was that one Geller, year? Bob Lemon. Forget. What was that one year that we uh, we didn't make the playoffs, but we came like really close? Was 2000? it 2000? Was it 2000? 2000? Yeah, 2000. Game. That, I think, was probably the best pitching staff we'd ever have. I mean, the. <laughs> over the Bob Lemon, Bob Fellers? I think so. Fuck that. No way. I think I, so. I disagree. The I bullpen disagree. was one of the greatest bullpens ever. Well, you back then, you really need a bullpen. It was pretty much you go until you die. <laughs> keep pitching until your arm falls off. Um, Pitch some more. Anyways, so the marathon show. So Incarnate will be here. Incarnate 1G will be here. Um, Baron has committed to be here. I don't know exactly what time frame he's going to. But right now, ladies and gentlemen, we're looking at the first Saturday in May. Unless something comes up that's going to put it off. So mark your calendars, everybody, including okay. you guys. Make sure you're actually there. We're going to go from noon till 1230 at night. That way we make sure we you know, bust up that record. Now, um, are we preempting any other shows? That are I don't, don't really care. Nice. I, I think well, Go Hex's show would airs before us, but that's if he does it A and B, if anybody listens to it, which I don't think anybody does. Okay. So... Fair enough. Speaking of which, programming note, next Saturday we are back to a normal time from 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, I know we're doing this kind of out of order, and I'm glad to see everybody in IRC showing up. These You guys show yeah, up no matter where we go. What was the reason we're doing this today? Tomorrow is the family party for the Princess Imperial's birthday. Ah. So, yeah, so I'll be doing that all day Saturday. And then um, what were the times he just gave for the marathon show? Noon until 1230 at night. 12.30 in the morning. Eastern, the you look at. Yeah. Eastern, Eastern Standard. Oh, yeah, actually, Eastern Daylight Time. Thing. And that'll be yes. uh, the first week in, first Saturday in May. So there you go. Nice. So next Saturday, we're back to what we're supposed to be doing. Uh, the newsletter has been, uh, let's see, I got the name of that, the Opinions of the Court. Uh, I guess we need to update the Fantasy League uh, for the, hang on. For the versus the yes. MLB the world, Fantasy League. It's the fucking like, friggin' life. So, Yes. All right, so we need an update. I, I suggest you probably just sign in yourself. That way you can I have already signed in. Oh, okay. Let's go to the front page. Yeah, this is the uh, uh, fantasy baseball league we've been doing now for, what, two weeks now? About a week? Oh, no, 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 only about a week. About a week. Although we I mean, did the live draft. Yeah. Uh, that's what happened. This is March 25th. So, at the top of the leaderboard is, of course, none other than yours truly. Unbelievable. Leading the team C1 Unbelievable. Stars. I, I, I know you can't see it yet, but believe me when I say that he was like 10th like yes, yesterday. Was. Yes. yes. And, I was, and I was first for I don't know how long. And then I, I wake up this morning looking to see because I was all ready to gloat. I was already thinking of things, shit to talk to you about. And I turn on and I'm like, what the what? <laughs> what the hell? Now, there's a reason behind it, and I'm not going to get into it, but 
Enjoy while it lasts, because uh, I have a feeling by tomorrow you will be I will not be in first place. And then, you know what? In the first week of baseball, that's or first week of fantasy baseball, that, that's going to happen. Yeah, I'm not that shocking position. Yeah. Who was it that actually posted? Somebody got like 100 points in a, in a yeah, day. Yeah, that's um, like... Um, Keep going all the way down. Let's see. Who was it? Uh, uh, there it is right there. Faith and Ignorance. Yes. Because he had he Mr. Got, uh, Ashford here. He got like 100 points. He was like, oh, I'm in first. And then like, it's a long season, son. We'll find out what happens six months from now in September and see who's first. And now he's tied for 10th. Right. So, and that's just the way things go. So, and first was me. And second place, Judas Never Prosperous Highlander. Yes. Martyrdom. Martyrs with Balls in third. The Rampage and Regicides of Varyar is in fourth place. Yes, sir. Uh, Sakulian is in fifth. Legal Sombreros in sixth. Excommunicated Popes in seventh. Emps Lagging Shadow in ninth. I'm sorry, eighth. The 16 inch softballs in ninth. Tied for tenth. As far as I alluded to, Smajis Long Socks and the Faith and Ignorance. And bringing up the rear, two guys who aren't even bothering to change their lineups, <laughs> are Colt of Pissar and Scrambles. Now, let me tell you this, folks. If you're in the league, and a majority of you, in fact, I think all of you listen to the show, otherwise you wouldn't have signed up for it. I would think okay? so. If you are not going to play in the league, then let us know so that we can get rid of you and divvy up your players. Indeed. If you are going to stick with it, and I highly encourage you to do so, and this goes for everybody, if you are offered a trade, you have to make a decision. Don't wait for the thing to expire a week from now. 48 hours is usually a good measuring stick to get back to somebody on a trade. Either you like it or you don't, or you want to offer a counter trade. Don't sit there for five, six, seven days and let the computer just sit there without a response, you know, to eventually be kicked out. Well, don't you have it set up where if nobody says anything in a in day or two? seven days, it expires. Oh, seven days? Yes. Good Lord. Wow. I, I, I would have it that if nobody says anything in like two days, well, that trade goes through. I think, well, I have it set for default. And I, the reason why it's default at seven days is because during the summer, a lot of people take vacation. So when they come back, they may not have seen, you know, your offer. Uh-huh. But don't let the trade sit out there, folks. It, it, answer. Even if it's a no, at least we can, you know, move on and do something else. I see that I picked up Houston Street. I was just telling Varya before we went on the Houston air. Houston Street. Oh, yeah. What a pickup that was. He's the closer for the uh, Colorado Rockies. He's already got three saves. I made a trade with you. Keep they're moving there. Uh, do Calendar, I? You're right. Yeah, you keep kind of shifting back and forth. Oh, that's just what I do. Okay, but actually, in terms of like sunny like squeaky, it's actually your chair that's doing that. Is it? Yeah. What if I'm talking the back of this thing makes a difference? No, it's got to be definitely has the yeah, front. Yeah, it's definitely the front. Anyways, one thing I noticed um, is when I made this, when I made the trade. With martyrdom for one of his players, I uh, he dropped. I gave him three players. Basically, he he traded me one Uber All Star for three pieces parts he needed to fill holes in the rest of his lineup. Uh, actually, a pretty good move because he's got a very strong outfield. What ended up happening though is he dropped Houston Street from his team, which tells me that martyrdom doesn't know much about baseball because <laughs> he's one of the better closers in the game. So I dropped Johnny Gomes, who will be picking up my trash next week because he sure has only been playing baseball much longer. <laughs> For Houston Street, and that went through, and I can't believe nobody saw this and picked him up. So, props to me, and fuck all the rest yeah. of you. Yeah, no, I, I don't really need any pitchers right now. My pitching staff's pretty good. I so. need pitchers. Mine are just disappointing me terribly. Uh, I need a second baseman. I need a shortstop because mine's gonna be out till July. So, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, but Pedroia's not doing much for me right now. But uh, I'm not gonna give him up though. Mary Kay says you can do what you want with my team, lagging shadow, M's lagging shadow. I tried a mock draft. I yawned. Sorry, but I gave it a try. Wow, that. Sucks. <laughs> Already? <laughs> wow. I mean, when I even threw the first week of the season, it's like, uh, this is too much like work. <laughs> Never mind. 
So oh, I don't know what I was thinking. It's not modern, martyrdom is not realized as a mistake now that I've mentioned it in front of everybody here in IRC. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. No! no! Wasn't he the person on the DL? I, I don't know. He Well, he may have been on the DL at some point. Well, not anymore. Not anymore. Right. He's got three saves, so clearly not. So I got four players. I'm sorry, two good players out of the trade of three. <laughs> not not too bad. Now I did. Well I, played, I did put. I you know kind of pawn Fausto Carmona off on him. Then the basher goes out and does seven. I was going to say that's that because yeah, Car- Carmona free baseball you bastard. So, anyways, and of course, just to keep the uh, gimmick going, Calgore is once again complaining about the Pope, who's excommunicated him again. And the deal with Total War II because he attacked Milan. I'm sorry, uh, because Milan attacked him. Sorry. There says, Emperor's beating people who have never watched a game, let alone know if it's, who's good or bad. <laughs> and I feel great about it. Yeah, calm down. It's good for his ego. It keeps him happy, all right? That's right. And you're in fifth, so ha. No, you're in fourth. I am in you're fourth. You're in fourth, so ha. <laughs> <laughs> Our first topic of discussion tonight, Grand Theft Auto and the Problems of Evil. Are we going with this one? Yes, overthinking.com. Right. We're just going to go from left to right. So right. uh, this one's from you, Highlander. Why don't you it go ahead and uh, give it a reel? All righty. Well, we got to roll it down here. Cause it's... Here, you go ahead and here, have control of the mouse. Quite a long one. So I we'll have see extra if... mice in case you break it. We'll see if we uh, go through all of here. What the hell is See, it's what happens when you use a mouse left-handed. Do you or want you also don't put use it on the... the... Put it on the thing. There you yeah, go. There we go. There we go. Look at that. <sighs> Works like a charm. Fail. Uh, blah, 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 blah. So what is it exactly we're looking at here? This is from overthinkingit.com. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like a blog post, yeah. I it's, see uh, that. It's an interesting blog. Uh, let's, let's skip that first part. Uh, let's see. Uh, someone posted something about morality in first-person shooters, which we can talk about what? next week or whatever. But, okay. But, uh, and it got me thinking about Grand Theft Auto, always something of a lightning rod for video game morality. Specifically, it had me thinking about the scenario all the pundits kept kicking around back when GTA 3 first came out. The fact that in the game, you can hire a prostitute, have sex with her in the back of your car, pay her, then jump out of the car and beat her to death with a baseball bat, and take your money back off her corpse. I think we've talked about that as well. Yes. It's certainly not the only thing you can do in GTA 3 that might give the moral guardians reason to be concerned, but for some reason, it's the only one people talked about. And to be fair, it does capture what's a stake in the game pretty nicely. Well, I think at this point... Random acts of violence are pretty much accepted. It's just a way of, of, of life when it comes to games and movies. Right. Oh, yeah. The interesting thing about the prostitute scenario is that it's up to you. At no point are you required to take these actions. They don't even benefit you very much. I mean, yes, some health points, a few dollars. Neither of these are a particular premium in the GTA games. So if GTA is an evil game and Rockstar is an evil game studio, it's because they've created a world where it's possible to be evil. There are two other worlds, two other moral universes that we ought to consider here. One is the traditional video game universe. Take the original Legend of Zelda just as a convenient example. The possibilities for creative depravity in games like this are rather impoverished when you compare them to Grand Theft Auto. Okay. Next, next to Liberty City, Hyrule looks downright idyllic. Here the car rests unjacked, here the ass goes uncap-busted, here the <laughs> prostitute can ply her trade in peace. Or could if the great fairy wasn't out there giving hearts away for free. The player can't murder innocent bystanders here either. If you try, you just get zapped by fireballs or bum-rushed by angry chickens. But he, she can and must murder all the non-innocents, which means just about everything that crawls, swims, flies, or most vexingly teleports. Freaking whizrobes. Wow, I haven't heard that term, whizrobe, in <laughs> long time. There are some games where it's possible, although difficult, to do a pacifist run, or you avoid killing enemies altogether, but Zelda is not one of those. Violence is literally built into the levels that are designed such that you often need to kill all the monsters in room A in order to open the room to room B. 
which is incidentally like the stupidest security system ever. Manager does not know how accommodations are safe, but tried killing the entire staff and seeing if it pops open automatically. I can think of another example that comes to mind. But I'll well, there's to tons that come to mind. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I mean, this is kind of a big one. Go ahead, go ahead. Now, there are people out there for whom even this is too much, but they are not thick on the ground. Link on Octorok violence is never going to touch the same nerve as Octorox. man on woman violence. <laughs> this is particularly because Octoroks aren't visually designed to evoke an empathic response. Blah, 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 blah. But that's not really a moral issue. It's just a gut reaction masquerading as morality. In moral terms, the reason we don't care that Link is killing Octoroks is that Octoroks are all out to kill Link. Every violence done in Zelda is done in self-defense and therefore justified. Okay, well, you know, in defense of the character in Grand Theft Auto, you don't know if that, you know, prostitute's giving you VD. So it could be self-defense. Plus, it's just good financial sense. I mean, those dollars add up. Sure. The game is stupefyingly colonialist in its mindset, or rather, the mindset program into the game is the same that tends to give rise to colonialism. All that is other to me, and Octorok say, is hostile to me. Therefore, my violence against the other is justified as in my exploration, mapping, and domination of the other territory, and my exploration and consumption of the other strategic reserves of Triforce. And every other war game I've ever played. Which are, after all, just sitting there unused. If anything, I'm doing them a favor by coming in and putting those resources to work. Okay, so what we're saying is that he's trying to compare (laughs) Link, The Legend of Zelda, to the morality of Grand Grand Theft Auto. Auto, Okay. In that you have the choice in Grand Theft Auto to, you can, you can beat up the prostitute if you want, or you sure. can not even waste So the, the time. question is, is the player inherently evil, or is the game? Much like God. God gives us the choice. He doesn't put evil on the ground. He gives us the choice of doing evil. So are people inherently evil, or is God evil for giving us that option? Well, the answer is neither, but... The well, other more you, but you're heathen. drooling heathen. Yes. <laughs> I take that as a badge of honor. I, I know you would. The other moral universe we ought to consider is our own. Let's not forget that Rockstar, those evil, evil bastards, still only created a game containing the image of violence. Fortunately, creating a world in which actual prostitutes are murdered by their clients is beyond their capabilities. Unfortunately, such a world is all too familiar to we who dwell therein. And this brings me to the other thing that has been on my mind these last few days, with these being the person who wrote this the theocracy problem also sometimes known as the problem of evil okay the problem of evil is plainly stated is the why do bad things happen to good people argument against the existence of god slightly more technically put it runs like this god is supposed to be omniscient omnipotent and morally flawless right well evil exists in the world it suggests that apparently god either doesn't know that evil exists and therefore is not omniscient or knows but doesn't care and therefore isn't good or knows and cares but can't do anything about it and therefore isn't omnipotent they leave out the fourth option or some combination of the three just saying. Which is... the He knows, he cares, but he chooses to give us free will and let us deal with our own problems in order to create a more perfect world and allow us to become better people. I realize that not all people share my view of this, but yes. that is my view of it. Neither do I. Fair enough. Uh, la, 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 therefore, God does not exist, or at least God lacks one or more of the attributes traditionally held up as divine in modern religions. The problem of evil doesn't really work as an argument against the existence of Zeus. Uh, so basically we've gone from arguing the morality of Grand Theft Auto to questioning the actual almighty and the maker of the universe as we know it. Well, as, as Rockstar is to Grand Theft Auto, so apparently you know, in that analogy, God would be to the world. God is Rockstar? Well, that's not too far from the truth. (laughs) (laughs) Name me a bad game, Rockstar. Uh, They quote C.S. Lewis. We don't have to do that. Good, thank God. Uh, Let's see. Um, 
Jesus Christ, how long is this blog? That's what I told you, it's long, so if we oh, have to go it. But in such a world where it's a impossible to do that. evil, <laughs> but in such a world where it would be impossible to do evil, it would also be impossible to do good. That's from the C.S. Lewis thing. And this is where it gets interesting, because if that really is the case, then Grand Theft Auto is not evil. In fact, Grand Theft Auto is the most moral video game ever <laughs> created. After all, no other game allows us to choose not to murder <laughs> prostitutes. Well, the problem is the game, okay, you can choose not to you know, do any violence in the right. game, but then the game doesn't progress. I mean, well, it's a giant flaw. In, he's only looking at one particular part. Well, of he's looking at one particular process of it. Uh, remember, okay, this is the last paragraph. So we all thank re- God. Remember again that those who consider Rockstar games to be evil over stuff like this, or the hackable hot coffee sex minigame in GTA San Andreas, are getting angry at the company for giving the players an option to do evil. They would prefer games with less options, games like Zelda, where the player lacks moral agency. To a certain degree, this is understandable. Video games are still marketed to children, although less and less. And our society systematically and categorically denies children certain options for their own protection, or at least ostentatiously for their own protection. Or at least ostentatiously for their own protection. This is an issue where our sense of cause and effect can become confused. When people ask us to think of the children, they often seem to be less concerned with preventing, mar- <laughs> preventing material harm and more concerned with preserving innocence. That is with preserving the child's absence of moral agency, with preserving the child's status as a child. The freeform sandbox of cruelty in Grand Theft Auto is certainly not the best way to invest a game with moral agency. You'd want to include options for good behavior that go beyond simple avoidance of bad behavior. And better attempts along these lines have been made with games like Bioshock and Fable, although these games have problems of their own. Still, Grand Theft Auto is a pretty good start. To advocate a return to the innocent morality of Zelda is like picking Teletubbies over the Brothers Grimm, a vote for children's entertainment designed quite precisely to keep children infantized. Okay, all I heard was, I hate God. (laughs) That's what I got out of this. Yeah, I know. It it does go over your head, I understand. It did Mm -hmm. use some rather big words and... I think Big some of those concept. were four syllables. So yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. He's got a good one here. It says, I think the real question is, is it moral to fake kill fake people? Do NPCs have rights? No. I mean, NPCs, we're, we're much like women, it's are just... a fake world. I mean, this is right. not exist. This is all hypothetical. This is all imagination. So is there any real morality? I mean, that's the better question is, is there any real morality in a fake environment? I mean, that's one of the things so, we talked so, about before is, is people act a different way on the Internet because they can. Right. Because they cannot act like a douchebag in real life, so they do it on the Internet. Well, some I, do. Okay, some <laughs> do, but you get you, you understand my point. Small, yes. yes. People yeah. who ordinarily that. wouldn't act you know, in a negative fashion do so online because they can, because they can't do that in real life. Right. So, again, it's a question of morality. Does it really have anything to do? I mean, does it really come to play? In a virtual world. So you're, you're saying that the, those kind of decisions where you would, say, play the dark side of a Star Wars game. Right. Or you would kill the prostitute and take the money. There's no morality because on some level you know it's fake. It's just a game. It's just a game. And here would be my other point. Much like the article pointed out, GTA doesn't really give you the option to do good. As, as M said, you know, if you don't do bad things in that game, you don't move forward. But think about, like the article said, games like Fable, games like Bioshock, right. um, games like, for example, Dragon Age 2, where you can go either way. Be the good guy, be the bad guy. I don't know about you guys, but every time I play those games, I play them through at least twice. One guy, I am the greatest saint the world has ever seen. One time through, I am the biggest asshole the world has ever seen. <laughs> oh, I, I do that, too. I, I mean, because you want to get the full effect of the game. Right. So you you want to see. Uh, right. For me, it's a question of seeing all the different 
cut scenes or seeing how people react to you differently. Exactly. And usually it boils down to, really ultimately boils down to a different ending. But yeah, but yeah that's, it, it's, it's a matter of being complete to see the whole I picture. mean, I, I both enjoy the adulation of the virtual crowd when I and walk the, in as the, the hero. Horrifying and, uh, dread. It's, it's fun to watch them run screaming from me in terror, too. Now, that, that's definitely a fable thing. Is, is that like that in uh, Dragon Age, too? Uh, to an extent, they react okay, to the NPCs and characters react to you differently. Okay, because I played it once good. I haven't played it again as evil. So. This is interesting. Pio says, if I remember correctly, Emp, in the uh, New Testament, uh, something referring to things performed in the mind being comparable to things being done in real life. It's used in the context of sexual purity, but I would think it would be of applied to any other situation. Yeah, I know what he's talking He's talking about uh, when Jesus says when you look at a woman in lust, right. you've committed adultery in your heart. Right. Whether or not you actually do anything about it. Exactly. In which case, everyone's guilty of at least breaking one commandment because... Yes. Uh, they turn the TV on, and there are hot chicks everywhere. So, you know, if that's the case, then we're all screwed. But My dreams alone damn me, then. <laughs> <laughs> but it's interesting. Um, you know what? I think that's at the heart of it, too, is, is trying to put morality where, in a situation that doesn't necessarily... It doesn't necessarily have to be there. For instance, like somebody else says, I understand if I'm playing Counter-Strike, that doesn't mean I go to school the next day and shoot everybody up. You know, if I go outside, I understand I'm not going to run faster with a knife in my hand as opposed to just running. You know, it, Are you sure? Have you tested this? Yes, I have, actually, <laughs> and got arrested for it. Thank you. Nice. No. Well, uh, let me play devil's advocate then. No. No. No, no oh pun God, intended. Okay. Nope. Well, right. you know, considering it's, it's, it's two against one here. Um, would you say that? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> would you say that by playing games like that, or by you know Grand Theft Auto, by playing a bunch of evil, doing evil things, right. or, or Counter Strike, or anything where you're, you're shooting people, do you think that that desensitizes you to doing moral actions in real life? No. No. Not, because not, I've been playing games like that since I was six. I've never been arrested. I've never done anything requiring arrest. Never broken the law. Never, I mean, I'm not a deviant. Most people aren't. And this goes back to what I said years ago. I am, but it's not video games' fault. <laughs> it's just the I'm way you are. It's just the way. So he says. <laughs> so he says. If video games and violent movies made everybody deviant over a long exposures, then we would have rampant crime through the streets everywhere. Don't, don't we already, though? I mean, no. Don't, don't. don't you think like, that crime rates have gone up since, no, they say, show, like the 1960s? They just, they just had a thing that, go out, that just came out uh, last week. Look at it in the Plain Dealer, I believe it was. That murders are the lowest they've been in 40 years, countrywide. Crime rates started to drop in the 1990s. They had been going up and up and up, and I did some research on it for a project. They'd been going up and up, yeah. and everyone was proclaiming the end times were near, blood in the streets, yeah. mass violence. And then all of a sudden, in the 90s, they went. They started to go back down. My only thing is, there are going to be crazy people in the world. It happens. People are batshit insane. Right. Mm -hmm. And my desire to murder people comes from their own stupidity and not video games. But if you look at the fact that most people react normally. Crazy people that blame all this stuff. Oh, I learned how to shoot in Counter-Strike. Right, oh, this right. drove me to kill. They were going to find something. Something, right. something was eventually going to set them off. I mean, in the olden days, you know, books and superstition did it. Now we've got movies and games and TV. I mean, there's always going to be some devil in existence that people blame for crazy. Right. The only thing I would say is that it seems like nowadays, maybe compared to back then or wherever back then was, it seems to be so much more prevalent. I mean, literally, you can't you can't go around a corner or turn on you a know, television or play a really, game without without something like that. And it just seems like 
so much of that stuff just piling on more and more and more. Because back in the day, we weren't blowing up centipedes or asteroids or shooting berserk robots. You know, river raids, stuff like that back in the old time. Well, I'm not denying that. that was, I'm talking about it seems to be point. more now than there was back then. Maybe because we're aware of it. Maybe because you're older now and we're aware of it. I mean, back then, we were kids. We wouldn't have noticed something like that because it never really occurred to us. It wasn't that big a deal. People didn't have an issue when we were shooting pixelated stuff. But, you know, and this is something that Owen brings up is now you have an issue where you're shooting stuff on screen that looks very realistic. Yes, that's that's what I was about to get to. Yeah, I was actually going to jump ship and join your side for that part of the argument. And, I mean, mean, I'll, I'll give you another example. Look at what you can do on tell like on network television now compared to what you could do 20 years from now sure or 40 years from now well sure look at the way people dress look and, at the music we have today that's what i'm saying yeah if, it, it it's just seems a like if liberal you, society if you, you wouldn't you if, say if you look at uh, <laughs> i would agree yeah if if you look at all that stuff i i can't i mean i, I haven't researched to see what the ratios are or what the percentages be it would just but it would just seem to be logical it just seems to be common sense that the more of that kind of stuff is out there that you see on a regular everyday basis, that it kind of wears you down and it it, it desensitizes you to things like that to the point where now you can you, know, you can go on network television and say ass and nobody freaks out or nobody has a conniption fit about it unless you're uh, you know part of the Southern Baptist Convention or something. But okay. uh, I'm just gonna rejoin the side of truth and beauty and go back to the to the right side of the argument um, <laughs> and just say this: Who controls that though? I mean, if it's a child playing these games, it's their parents' responsibility to moderate that influence. And if you're an adult, you have the choice. You have a choice. You don't have to watch TV. You it don't have to, to watch capitalism. Mark, I mean, the market dry, supply drives the market. Exactly. If nobody was watching this crap, whatever happened that's that, what was it, Skins that was on MTV? It's still on. Is yeah. it still on? It's still, still on. on. It's I don't know on. anybody who watches it. I have not heard a peep about it. Well, I mean, let's, let, let's be honest. How many people do you know in your circle of friends that watches MTV at all? How Quite many people? Jersey over Shore, all that shit. Oh, really? They watch Jersey Shore. Yes. Jersey Shore Man. is one of the dumbest shows of all time. It's horrible. It's awful. It's horrible. But okay. it's going to be on as long as people keep, keep watching, watching those morons. Right. But okay, actually, the season. Barry says the season of Skins is over. But after that initial week, after Skins debuted, you didn't see none of the news. You didn't have to complain about it because nobody watched it. No, anybody who had a concern about this thing didn't let their kids watch it. So it stopped being an issue because nobody who was going to be influenced by it was watching it. I mean, they had, they had advertisers jumping ship left and right off that place. You know, Inherent says Jersey Shore is an epic fail. It's an epic success. We can all say we hate it. And I don't know anybody who tells me they like oh, Jersey Shore. I, I know a lot of people who watch it. I, I, I mean, they watch it to hate. Have I, have I seen it? Yes. Do I watch it? No. I forced myself to watch most of one episode just because I don't like making comments about shit that I haven't seen myself. Right. I understand. I've, I've done that too. It was convoluted. It was set up. It was scripted just like every other one of these quote unquote reality shows. Oh, yeah. They're all, oh, of course. Yeah. They're all like that. So, well, you, you have know. to manufacture the drama to keep the show going. That's what that's what drives people watching. They want to see what crazy thing is going to happen next. What right. wild and wacky unscripted adventure. Right. And, you know, there's writers behind it. There's right. always writers behind it. You know? uh, even if it's just an outline, okay? Look, I, the situation out there has his own brand of clothing. He has his own oh, brand sad. of whatever. Snooki was on freaking WrestleMania. Only in uh, this Only country in America. America shit happen where you yeah. have Snooki getting a pin at WrestleMania. Getting a pin. Although I, I found it interesting that of, of all the, uh, well, except for John Morrison, who is a, a pretty talented guy, she actually seemed to perform a move. 
Now she screwed she up the fashion. That's tough to you yeah, 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 try yeah. to backflip it and then going in the corner. Because you can't go find a thousand women out there who can do a backflip. Like, go on, so go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, that, that's all I was going to say. Is that I, I just found it ironic that of all the people that were in that match, it was Snooky that performed the the most the technically difficult, I guess, if we want to call it that. Correct. So why would you submit yourself to the kind of that kind of orange tan torture, Emperor? Again, because I don't like making comments about something that I have not experienced. Right, because then you look like an idiot. Sure. Right. And and I is there are too many people on both sides of the aisle when it comes to politics and everything else, especially when it comes to like radio, TV, media of any kind, who are the first ones to go thumping on things saying, this goes too far, this doesn't go far enough, and never, never having actually seen it themselves. Yes. So I'm I a agree believer right. in actually experiencing the stuff. It's like giving a game review that you never actually played. Uh, again, what's the point? You have no credibility. So I forced myself to watch it. Now, I knew going into it I probably wasn't going to like it. And I'll be the first one to say I did not give it you know, a very fair chance uh-huh. because the very premise of the thing offends me with its stupidity. And by God, it offended me with its stupidity. So, you know, Agreed. there you go. Yeah. I guess, I guess all I would say, just to the final comment with all this, is that while, while I agree that really it's one of those things where you know, if you don't like it, don't watch it. Right. But I, I just think it's it's a sad state of affairs where, you know, corporations or however you want to put it, uh, puts out so much stuff that seems to appeal to our, our least common denominator. It would it would be nice to have things that would, you know, elevate and try to, you know, raise the discourse, so to speak. I completely I mean, agree. I, I know you can't force them to do that by, right. you know, barrel of a gun. You know, I'm, I'm not a communist. It's one of those things in theory that we all agree about you know, in reality. Yeah. But, I mean, it goes back to what Em said. If, if, it, if people didn't watch it, they wouldn't. How many times have you seen just an awesome show with great uh, either commentary, great banter, great writing, great whatever, but it's too complex so it doesn't make it past the oh, first yeah. season? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. or it gets canceled halfway through. I mean, it, it's honestly, it's our fault for not having more people watch it. I mean, the corporations are going to do whatever makes them money. Yes. They exactly. put on stupid yeah. crap because people like to and watch bless stupid them. crap. You know, and if that's what's working, that's what's working. Digit says, to me, it seems that the violence in video games, video games only affect people who either A, have issues separating fans from reality, or B, who don't understand the difference. Basically, people who don't have a filter. B, being small children, but that's why violent video games have the rating system. Look, I played violent video games back when I was a kid. That games that would be rated as mature, you know, today. Oh, yeah, sure. I have as no I. problem understanding the difference between reality and fake. You are a Marine. You played violent video games long before you enlisted in the service of the United States. Very true. Okay. You didn't go randomly shooting everybody walking around, did you? No, that happened after boot camp. Okay. <laughs> but that's fine. That was after boot camp. Join the Marines. See the world. See the world. Yeah, interesting people. people. And, and kill them. Kill them. <laughs> ah, yeah, you beat me to it. <laughs> see the world. Kill the world. Yes. That's fine. We need to be cruel before we are benevolent. If we are going to be accused of being Rome, then by God, let's be Rome. Agreed. There's actually a lot of parallels between. Uh, um, Yes, there are. There is one difference, though. Back in the day, many differences. Well, yeah, there's uh, there's, there's a huge number of differences. I know, I'm I'm just giving you crap. But yeah. Back in the day, a Roman citizen could walk across the known world with no fear of being molested, for such was the fury of Rome over even one of their citizens being molested by a foreigner. That no other country dared to do it. Fine. So rather than crucifying a thousand people from another nation, I'm fine with just blowing up a thousand people from another nation. I'm in. I don't know. Are you down? I think he's going to have a moral objection I can't, of some kind. I, I can't walk that path. Man. Maybe it's the video game in me speaking. Gone maybe, maybe are the days 
when yeah. you would have led the banner for conservative. Like I said, it, it, it's, it's appealing to the least common denominator. There's, there's a better way than killing a thousand people. That right. hurts me. We, <laughs> we what are you talking it. about? A better <laughs> way? No. All right, Chamberlain, you sit there and uh, we'll keep going. So, anyways, continuing on. Uh, nothing on the Chamberlain comment. Nothing. On the nothing. Chamberlain comment? Neville what? Chamberlain, I called you. Cha- shut up. Moving on. I, I didn't even Anyways, really call me uh, Neville Chamberlain. That's because my microphone sucks. Uh, okay. okay, bottom line is. No, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not in a people. But you know, they've, I mean, people have always, you know. Catered to those common denominator. Till I mean, we're going as far back as throwing bread to the masses in, the, in gladiatorial arenas in Rome. Right. This is no different. I mean, the Rome is the mob. Well, that hasn't changed much. Maybe the location has, and we're a little more sophisticated. But the mob is the mob. That hasn't changed. People still want to see blood and violence. They still want to be entertained. That is, you know, would be my definition of the lowest common denominator. And that was oh, that would be, that would be, years ago. Yeah, that was very, yeah, very low. It's actually a valid point, a very valid point that I hadn't well, considered. Yeah, I mean, the only difference between that and the F, you know, the right. UFC is death. <laughs> I mean, really, when you get right down to it, in the would you yeah. agree though that and swords and tigers and stuff like that, that too? That, that kind of cool. attitude, that, would be awesome. that, that kind of attitude, and you know, watching all that kind of stuff contributed. Now, I'm not saying it was the cause, no. but contributed to the no. fall of the Western Roman Empire. No. No? The fall of the Western Roman Empire had more to do with the fact that the people that – and it's very similar. You want to talk about parallels. And Huge have parallels. Have you ever read the, fall, the Rise and Fall of the Roman Empire? I own it, yeah. Okay. I've read it many times. Well, I shouldn't say many. A lot of people a lot of people have, have gone back and looked at this, and I agree with a lot of the findings, is that the Roman Empire fell, one, because of mismanagement, but two, because there were so many people being included into the Roman Empire that did not feel or did not have any interest in they having any kind Roman. of attachments to the Roman Empire. Right. And they tried changing this by making every freeman a Roman citizen. The problem was, unless you were part of Rome, you didn't want anything to do with the empire. I mean, even those who came to Rome... I don't agree with that, but go ahead. You can say what you're going to say. I, th- this, is, this is fact. This is, this is not up for debate. No. It's, that, is, I, I mean, everything I have read said that everyone no, wanted to be part of the Roman empire. No. no, wanted, no, no that's why the legions were so affected. It's because... You know, you had people join the legions that were not Roman, who had no interest in being Roman. They did it for the coin. You know, it, it, the reason why the Roman legions... Okay, so, not, okay, not Roman. They wanted to be part of the empire. I'll put it that way. They, they did not want There's to be Roman with an R. Okay, they they okay. wanted to be yes. part of the organization, okay, they, but they that's right. the Roman that's right. But being part of the organization, they did not want to adopt the values right. and the way of and doing that things is what, that made that organization yes. so successful. I want the American welfare system, but I don't want to be American. Sound familiar? Mm-hmm. There you go. You want to talk about parallel? That's the biggest one. Okay. Is it was eaten from the inside out. It basically collapsed upon itself because it no longer had the infrastructure to keep it going. You want to talk about taxes? A lot of the tax and all that, a lot of the funding of, of the Roman Empire came from its main territories, Gaul, Hispania, and Italy. And they basically funded the rest of the far-flung you know, parts of the empire. Look at I mean, the Jewish revolts. They wanted nothing to do with the Roman Empire. You know, They did not want to be citizens. And, and and granted, there's a significant difference between, one, conquering territories and saying, by the way, now you're part of the Roman Empire, and those who, you know, asked to be part of it or, you know, came in on their own. But that's really what ate it from the inside out is you stopped having a population that cared about being Roman. And then you have this management at the top where you have, you know, the Praetorian Guard switching out, you know, emperors basically for gold is essentially what it was. They right. were selling the position. Okay. So and that, that's that. fair enough. Okay. I, yeah, I mean, when the when the people I was, was mispronouncing like Roman and Empire, like the Empire people cared about, but I guess yeah, what are you saying about well, the again, there's a difference. Uh, there's American and then there's America. 
Right. I mean, it, it's funny because I had a conversation with a friend of mine at work, um, and I, I forget. I, it was something about uh, if she was going somewhere on vacation, a, a comment she had in her IM. And I asked about this, and I said, you going on vacation? She said, no. And um, I, I forget how the comment came up. It was something like, uh, you know, well, what do you call – it was like, what do you call yourself? She's like, well, I'm, I'm Indian or something like that or, or, you know, I'm foreign. I said, well, you're not foreign. You're an American. You're just of, you know, a, a different descent. She's like, well, no. When I do something, you know, that my parents don't understand, they say, well, what are you doing? That You're not American. You're, you know – in this case, Indian. And so, wait a minute. Well, she wasn't necessarily born here, but she was natural, naturalized, naturalized, okay. naturalized, naturalized. Natural, naturalized. Over here when she's like very, very little. Right. Okay, she works, you know, at where I work. Um, and she, I said, well, that's kind of weird that you would. I said, do you always, you know, explain that? She said, well, when and when anybody ever asks me what I am, I immediately refer to that. I said, so you don't say that you're American. She's like, well, no. You know, I, you know, I, I'm foreign. Why would I do this or that? I said, well, I, I, I guess I just can't understand that. And I understand why your parents would do that either since they're immigrants. I said, you know, I'm so much from the melting pot. I guess it was different because when my, you know, great, 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 et cetera, came over here, and we still got letters and all that from that time period, you know, they did everything they could to fit in with everybody else. It wasn't a this or that. And, and she said, well, that's, that's an interesting point. And you know what? And maybe from this point on I will consider myself just American of, you know, Indian descent because I, I said, you are technically an American, else you couldn't work here. She said, well, that's true. I, I mean, just to not to derail this or go on off on another tangent, but okay. that is the primary failure of multiculturalism versus the melting pot, as you referenced. I mean, multiculturalism—a bunch of people living in the same place that aren't the same people. Melting pot: people show up, we in, we integrate some of their customs, they integrate ours, and then we have a little bit different, but we're all the same. The problem is similar. Ten, fifteen, twenty years from now, what will we have in common with anybody else? The only thing you'll have in common with is the people you look like. The melting pot used to be, well, everybody's American. We all, you know, have a, a shared and common ancestry. We all have a, sh- a shared history. We've all come from some place in the world, and we live here. This is how we do things. Well, not anymore. Now everybody's got to be special. Everybody's little individual little group is different and special. Everyone on the team gets a trophy. What this has to do with video games, I haven't a goddamn. I have trophy. no idea. We, we went off the rails a while ago. I did like the Roman Empire discussion, though. Uh, actually, I, I liked all that. Was, that was a good round. But, and I'm looking at IRC here, and they're just, I think they just kind of went off on their own. Render Caesar what is Caesar's. Uh, Render onto Caesar, that which is Caesar's. Yes. Which is a fun grammatical error. We'll have in common with everyone else one thing. We'll owe their homeland some money. <laughs> <laughs> well... Rex says multiculturalism has failed in the UK, according to the Prime it Minister. It always fails. Yes. Well. Bullshit. Give me an example of one that has succeeded. Of one. What do you say? One multicultural society. Yeah, thank you. The United States of America? Not a multicultural society. I would disagree, but uh, that's uh, fine. Okay. I would, again, multiculturalism. <laughs> oh, and, uh, I remember when this show was about video games. A good right, point. Yeah. Well made. Well, why don't we well just stop? Well, why don't we just because, we'll because, disagree later? Because then we're going to disagree on what the definition of multicultural right, is. Probably, so yes. Highlander ethnicity is wrong, and we will continue. But uh, anyway, I, I wanted to put that up there. I thought it would generate a pretty good conversation. And, and apparently it, it, did. it did work. It did yeah. work. We'll get into one more here before we hit the break. Uh, EscapeUsMagazine.com. The Xbox Live and Force reacts to hacking. All right. 
Uh, Stephen Tolosi, head of the policy enforcement for Xbox Live, has multiple voicemail recordings laced with colorful ex- expletives from the hacker known as Predator. Well, there's a name. The Predator. <laughs> Yesterday, we reported that Tulosi's Xbox Live account was jacked by Predator, who posted a video on YouTube, now removed, covering his exploits this weekend. Tulosi confirmed that his Xbox Live account information was compromised briefly, but he blames the web hosting company of his private website, Steptoe.com, for the breach. Predator apparently convinced someone at Network Solutions to reset the password and then used that to log into Steptoe.com's account to steal the password for his Xbox Live account. In response to Predator's claims that he is only reaching out to Tulosi to point out holes in his security blanket, the Xbox Live enforcer played a voicemail message he received from Predator. Quote, he got an old cell phone number of mine, and yeah, he called it occasionally. He told Joystick.com. I have a six-minute one where he and his friend discuss all the different ways they're going to have sex with my wife. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Six minutes. Apparently, they had a lot of ideas. I'm not thinking that. That doesn't sound like a long time. Like, like sit, sit down and time it. Six he and his minutes. friend. All right, hang on. I ran out of ideas. Here's my buddy. All right, now here's what I'm going to do. <laughs> because of messages like that and Predator's actions taking over his website, Tulasi seriously dismisses the notion that Predator is benevolently hacking to help close security holes with Xbox Live. What happened here it has absolutely nothing to do with Xbox Live. What these kids try and do is, all day long, they try and get my account or someone's account who's popular or prominent. Until now, I've never even heard of this, dude. I was going to say, yeah. yeah. We're talking like hours and hours and hours of phone calls and trading tips and tricks unformed. It's quite humorous sometimes to watch. I agree. And here we are laughing about it, the fact that your account got hacked, and apparently they want to have sex with your wife. To which he pointed out, I'm not, I don't have a wife, I'm gay. No. He expects to pursue his attack with as much legal gusto... Microsoft can muster, which I imagine is quite a bit. Quote, what, we, what he did, from a lot of people's point of view, I think, is a crime, and we're going to be investigating that. We certainly take threats against accounts seriously. We want to make sure that our customers are protected as well. I would go a step further and say this is like menacing. You're threatening his wife. I would think so, too. So, uh, anyways, I'm simply letting them know I'm willing to help them secure accounts from future hackers. Predator explained... All accounts are open for hacking. Well, if, if that was his intent, there are far better ways to do yeah. it than to hack someone's account and then right. talk on the phone that they own for six minutes about how you're going to rape his wife. But, and, and here's the other thing. He's not really pointing out holes in Xbox Live. What he did wasn't hack Xbox Live. He did. I mean, it he was it was a, a social hack. A password. Yeah, right. he didn't even hack a website. He tricked some dumbass receptionist or phone guy. Yeah, right. it has nothing I, to do. With it's it. not hacking at all. There's no security hole that he pointed out. The majestic predator swooping in to save the day. No, he just he's he, just being a dick. Yeah, he's being a dick. Yes, he's being an internet dick. And while I understand the appeal of being an internet dick because it is funny, that just seems like a long way to go. For that laugh. No, this is. I assume it was six minutes describing one possible scenario. What the hell kind of scenario can you think of that would take six minutes? I, look, I, I can't even think you of... You guys got to remember, Emp's married. Most pornos don't last six minutes. Do they? <laughs> oh, Emp. <laughs> oh, uh, my. The married life is getting to him. Oh, six my minutes, man. <laughs> Lasting six minutes, what Jeez. an accomplishment. <laughs> These guys are animals. <laughs> Do you get a medal for that? Are you done? Really? Uh, I Wait. mean, we could go more. Right, there we, go. <laughs> we could go on for another six minutes. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, moving on. Uh, <laughs> well, where do you go from there? I mean, you exactly. really can't follow up with anything. Oh, uh, funny, though. 
It's a good thing Mims. Exactly what I was here. talking about. Least common denominator. And many lulls were had. Yes, exactly. thank you, Calgore. Right. Should put this in the newsletter. Uh, two porns last more than six minutes. <laughs> this is <laughs> outrageous. <laughs> I think porns last too long these days. There's the question is, porn I, th- I have to do it. Does anyone minutes. watch porn for more than six minutes? Is the question. And plays the I don't have porn. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's nice. There's nothing a boring can accomplish in under six minutes. Yeah, it doesn't have to go that long. We get it. We know where it's going. <laughs> Skip the story. There, it's unnecessary. Is there something you want to tell us about? Well, I, I, this I know. All right, if you're watching porn, it shouldn't take you six minutes to get to the conclusion of where you're going with it. How about that? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Chronics. Uh, we, have, we all know that's a stash of porn hidden in the walls of the war room. Well, I, you put your hand behind the walls up here. Is it like a Shawshank Redemption? We pull back the Irish flag and there's a big hole, there's a hole there. Wow. And instead of the picture of the chick, it's the chick's the picture the, in there. The chick's Jeez. on the other side of the flag. Oh, I do not want to look behind that flag. Uh, Barry says, I'm adding the seven-minute porn star to my titles. <laughs> <sighs> All right. And with that, folks, we're past 7 o'clock hour. We're going to take our first break. We're back here in about... 10 minutes, thereabouts. I'm going to go grab a drink. I think the guys will, too. Hit the bathroom. Enjoy whatever the hell that is I have queued up. I didn't even bother to check. So we'll be back here in about 10. This show is intended for a mature audience only and may contain harsh language, trans fats, live nudes, and derogatory comments about your mother. Those who are easily offended or have no sense of humor are encouraged to turn off the show now. Parental discretion is advised. Welcome back. This is Mystic Mim, and you're listening to the Emperor's Court. You can micro me any day. Nanotech is very cool. And we're back here at the Emperor's Court here on Versa World Productions. BeatTheDipperFections.com. I'm your host, the Emperor, joined in studio by Highlander. Always a pleasure. And Varyar. Happy to be here. And Highlander was just discussing uh, a life... <clears throat> life extension? Life extension. Yeah, I, I don't know how we got... On that? On but, that topic. But, yes. Uh, no, there's there's a book I have by Ray Kurzweil called Live Long Enough to Live Forever. Uh, he, he's come out with a, a sequel a couple years ago, but the book I had was from 2005. And what it deals with is the the premise that within, say, about 40, 50 years from now, there, there are going to be a lot of breakthroughs in medicine that will really like radically extend the human lifespan like we're talking like 200 years 300 years old is not out of the realm of possibility but obviously if you want to take advantage of those technologies you have to be in decent shape you know you can't be a a decrepit old man or something like that because who wants to live like that the rest of your life? So what if it's like an anti-aging? What if it, it that's, makes that's you part of it as well? It's part, yeah. Well, then F it. I'm eating everything I want. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, books. but the, the book details like causes for, you know, why our cells break down and things like inflammation and free radicals and all that kind of stuff. But the, the, the basic premise of the book is that this stuff's going to happen. But until that stuff happens, you have to bridge yourself from, now or wherever you read the book, until those technologies come out. So you have to live long enough right. to live forever. So I've got to make it to seventy. You've got to make well, In good shape. I can. Oh, that's trick. now. Here's, I don't want to do that. Now here's here's the trick. Here's the caveat. What this guy does, I think, is borderline kind of crazy. If you ask me, this guy takes because no, everything so far sounds really sane. Yeah, it's, <laughs> this guy takes, and I'm not making this up. Over 150 different vitamins and pills. 
on an everyday basis. Every week, Jesus he, goes, Christ. he goes to a clinic to have his, uh, he does like full like blood work and all that kind of stuff. He has his blood like cleaned, like, like almost like, like dialysis. I kind thought of that's thing. what a kidney was for, but go on. <laughs> but he, it, he goes through all this stuff to, to keep his, you know, to make sure, sure he yeah. makes it. Now, I, I, yeah, because um, in his family, Ray Kurzweil, uh, his family's prone to heart attack and heart disease. And when he was 33, he was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes, and that's when he started looking into all this kind of stuff to see, you know, well, what can I do to be healthy? And as he started getting into, you know, what, what kind of diet you should eat and everything, he started getting into all these other things about, you know, scientists and doctors working on life extension, and it just kind of grew from that. Into that particular How old is this guy at, at, at the moment? At the moment, um, we have to look at his Wikipedia page, but I want to say early 60s. All right, what's the guy's name again? Ray Kurzweil. All right, now I'll have to pull his Wikipedia K-U-R-T-Z-W-E-I-L. So he's already 60, and he's trying to make it another 50 years. Um, yeah, he's trying to make it like another 40. He looks pretty good for a 60-year-old. I'll, I'll Interesting. Now, it was funny because um, we were talking earlier in the week, uh, Legal Tender and I we were talking at lunch about uh, what games going to be like 10, 15, 20 years from now. I mean, think about it. You know, the Matrix? Yeah, basically was what we can And I am looking, I, like I said last time, I'm looking forward to that. Oh, I, I will have, jack in. I will be <laughs> jacked in with, oh, my, yeah. with my nutrient paste and my colostomy bags. <laughs> and I'll have a nurse turn me every day or two so I don't get sores on my body. And that's how I'm going to rule the world because I'll wait for everybody to jack in and then I will just slowly <laughs> take over with my small group of followers, and we will run the world. Of course, it won't matter because everybody's jacked into the Matrix, so... That's right. But I will still rule the world. <laughs> That's when you shut it down and clean no, it. So you know, so everybody wakes up like, what's going on? Oh, yeah, while you were sleeping, I took over. <laughs> you want to get jacked in, we you got to deal with new me. laws. That's yes, right. <laughs> Anywho. Jim Crow now refers to everybody. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Uh, All right, so what do you want to do? The show, preferably, but we got other topics we can get to. But perhaps we should do a segment. That's what I was kind of hinting at. Yes. Because usually after the first break, we do do a segment. Right, let's do the Super Video Game of the Week. Thumb game. From across the information superhighway, we have collected the stupidest moments in video game history. You know, if you're going to keep coming in here, like seeing on the show, you're going to have to actually do something. I was going to say, if, if, if you're going to be the third wheel here... Got to contribute. He's the occasional third wheel, but yeah, we have to give you a job. Very well. I'll have to. I'll put my brain on it and do some. Thinking. Or we shall give you something to do. <laughs> All right. Even worse. I mean, I'm not. I'm not a teacher. We're giving bitch duty. It's like, do something. I'll give you something to do. <laughs> All right. Here we go. your way on the show. I'm gonna have do something weird and videotape it. Here there we go. go. In 1996, a PlayStation One racing game called Cosmic Race was developed by Neorex, their first and last game. All wow. right. Screw it. Let's just get to why this game sucks. Graphics were allegedly made with prefabricated code and materials that came with the PlayStation software development kit, <laughs> which is something only a blind retard would do. Ask any programmer. They'll tell you that. Music and sound effects were created on a Casio keyboard. No, wow. I'm not kidding. It sounds like something Michael J. Fox would play after heavy drinking and smashing his finger with a sledgehammer. Because of Parkinson's. Because of Parkinson's. <laughs> It received a 0.0% from Game Players Magazine. It was so bad it was actually used on their rating system. As, as example, 100% is flawless, 70 to 79% very good, 10% to 19% putrid, 1% to 9% is shoot me, and 0% was cosmic race. 
horribly designed characters and flying race vehicles that make autistic children playing with Legos look like mechanical engineers from MIT. Confusing maps and course layouts drawn by three-year-olds with crayon. No, that's, that, that's not right. They're drawn by three-year-olds only four colors of crayon. Puke, shit, vomit, and retina-burning lava red. You can fly right through obstacles, except when you can't. It's completely arbitrary. The game makes no sense. There's an ape man who drives a flying pineapple. Worst thing, everything I've just said doesn't accurately describe how soul-crushingly awful this game is. Cosmic Race. Why didn't I do a proper review of this? Because fuck this game. Another stupid moment in video game history. <laughs> From across the information superhighway. We have collected uh, yeah. the stupidest moments in video game history. I want to play it. You can go on YouTube and watch it. I just want to see the train wreck. It's oh, it's so horrible. Let's see if we can pull this thing up on YouTube. Uh, I'm not running the video stream tonight, so I, you know. Wait, what the hell did I just go to Google for? I, didn't I don't know. I have no idea. I got to go to Google I got, on YouTube. I got to Google YouTube. Okay, there it is. What's the number for 911? You <laughs> or you? Cosmic. Cosmic race. Yeah, race. Holy God. That, uh. now that, one's, that one's 11 minutes long. Sure, you want that one? Well, we're not going to watch the whole thing. It doesn't okay. really matter what it looks like. When one thinks of the word cosmic, one thinks of the word... Uh, Good what the God. hell is this? Oh, that is awful. Why are you flying? That is... Uh, fun fact, according to that, it's the ninth game ever released for the Sony PlayStation. Wow. The game that is sold oh. on the console. That is awful. <laughs> just flying that is there. awful. Are those, I, I mean, wow, uh, what the hell is I, that? I thought, That's I one of the choices. describe this. I don't even know. It looks like a, a psychedelic rainbow with propellers. What the hell is it? It looks like a school bus with wings with a bunch of hippie flowers around it. <laughs> oh, I don't know. what This is just... This wow. is a special kind of bad right here. Yes. No, no, we're talking like Smithville kind of special. Oh, yeah. Like, wow, you kind of special. <laughs> All right. Do you know the wow you story? Me? Yes. Yes. You. No, I'm sorry. Uh, yes, you actually you told, told me. Dinner. Yes. Oh, that's at, right. Yes, at, I, at did. Dinner. Yeah, I told you, did. you at dinner. We at right. uh, Damon's. Sounds better than Big Rigs. Uh, um, I don't know if it's worse than Big Rigs or not. Big Rigs... I it literally probably six of one, half a dozen of another. And in fairness, that video we were just watching, the guy actually mentioned it, trying to determine if it was worse than Big Rigs or not. So that should give you a clue as to how horrible this game was. Oh, just gripe, it's horrible. Worst. It looked game appalling. Ever. I still want to play it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyways, back to it. What do we got? Seventh grader among winners in National Video Game Design Contest. Now, we have talked about stories like this before. Uh, we yes, have actually, companies are giving out like money or they're giving out some kind of scholarship to make a video game. The, uh, the reason I brought this up, remember when we were talking about how the government was giving money and to what someone? Waste, what? Yes, yes, yes. This this is the end result. This is some seventh grade puke from Milwaukee got X amount of dollars from our government because they made a game. Remember the uh, STEM video game? The science technology? Yes. This is this is this the, is the, this is the winner. This is one of the winners. Uh, and there is no winner in this. There's just a guy who got the money. Well, he's, seventh, he's from seventh grade. I wouldn't call him a guy. but okay. Anyway, a seventh grader from Milwaukee Montessori School is among the winners of a nationwide video game design challenge launched at the White House last fall. Shireen Zarib, 
I think that's his name, created a game called Discover. Yeah, it's the entire... No, see, this is the kind of cool part. It's all about trying to find the real birth certificate for Barack Obama. Go ahead. Please. <laughs> that earned her a... Oh, it's a her. Wow, there we go. Oh, there <laughs> we <laughs> oh, Whose article was it? Sh- Thank Shere- you. Okay, well, Shireen Zareeb. Obviously, She's an American. That earned her a victory in the National STEM Video Game Challenge, which was designed to generate interest in science, technology, engineering, and math, also known as STEM. Zyreeb's web game, web-based N. game. Well, I'm looking at it from an angle, so I'm trying to. Web-based game teaches players about concepts such as mass, friction, weight, and gravity through a series of platforming challenges in which players must jump a character through 2D environments and collect items. Sounds fun. Couldn't they just remake Mega Man? Quote. I just wanted to make a science sort of game, and I thought the most interesting topics and different subjects were gravity. Zaneeb says that would be good for all ages, except mine. <laughs> well, it was made by a seventh grader, so I would hope it would not be for you. That's a valid point. The game-making challenge in its first year ran two competitions, one for students in grades 5 through 8 and one for professional game designers. The 12 youth prize winners were selected for more than 500 entries for their use of STEM concepts to design original, innovative, well-balanced games. Zanib designed Discover using her school-issued tablet computer which is standard gear oh, okay. at Milwaukee Montessori. She wasn't much of a gamer before designing her educational title, but now she enjoys the occasional digital diversion, she says. Yeah, I bet she's playing games. Quote, I was trying to make it really good, so it took me a long time. Well, I, good for you. Good, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> Captain Obby. I suppose the assembly said we just wanted to get it out the door, so here's your piece of shit called Zarnib Shirley. said, <laughs> noting that family and friends, family and friends helped her test the game while it was under construction. Well, obviously that meant that mom and dad is the one who made the game. Right. Just, just like every project when you're seven. What's your grade. father do? Well, he programs for IBM. I enjoyed it. I think I wanted to make some, game, some some more games in the future. I don't know if it will be my career or not. Oh God, please no! Is this uh, game playable? I would. Well, it, obviously she won a prize for it, so it has to. Be I'm playable. thinking this is a good, this is gonna be like like you know Death and Darfur, like the one we. I don't did know. It, last it, time. it doesn't give a link like if you wanted to play it. Oh, uh, Wisconsin also scored. A major win in the professional game-making portion of the competition. Filament Games in Madison won the $50,000 grand prize for a game called You Make Me Sick that teaches children about bacteria and viruses and how they spread. Uh, Dan Norton, co-founder of Filament Games, said the studio will likely use the award money to develop a mobile version of the game for the Android OS and iOS Yes, because I know how many kids all have Androids and iPhones, right? I don't know. Uh, Yeah. Not none. Not, oh, I, I don't actually, know about that, that anymore. Depends. Some have phones, but I was, uh, no. Actually, really? yes, I actually uh, did a mentorship thing over at a high school near me uh, right. last Friday, and now it was in a wealthier town. Admittedly, you said at a high school. Yes, at a high school. Okay, I'm guessing that they wouldn't. The high school kids would have no interest in playing. Uh, that's probably that's mistake. probably they're valid. probably playing games like you and I play. Right. This is more gear. I'm guessing towards kids grades is one through True. eight. True. Yeah. I did find it surprising how many had smartphones, though. Uh, that All would not surprise me. Of course. Well, I mean, if, if, if you wanted one from AT&T, you can get the 3GS for like 50, 50 bucks. bucks yeah. yeah. I mean, I tell you one thing. It, it's, and I've talked to a couple people who are teachers, and it is the death of the teachers. Teachers and professors alike because they're trying to prevent so many people from t- cheating. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. When I was in math, uh, we always had to put away our graphing calculators because you could yeah, same. You know, just put and in we did. things. Oh, I was a cheating whore. Oh, I was the first yes. to say it. We make we make there's like one nerd who make programs to get us through the test. Oh, like I a, some kind of algebra thing. I had a macroeconomics class uh, right? two semesters back. 
Turns out there's an app for that. Oh, hell yes, I used it. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, a trade has been proposed to you by Faith and Ignorance. Oh, really? Let's see what we got. So you're going to give me a guy who's on the DL. <laughs> and a relief pitcher I've never heard of. For, for Jared, Jared Weaver. Weaver. Outstanding. Okay, now let's take a look at the 2010 points. Let's take a seat. Uh, da, 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 da. Hmm. See, the trade would be in my favor, except I, don't, I got... How long is Corey Hart out for? Hart Oblique will run Thursday and, and try, try to, to resume, resume baseball, baseball activities. Friday. Recommendation, the progress has been slow for Hart for this point, so he appears to be at least a few weeks with an S away from returning. Yes. And it's weird because he's ranked... Now, keep in mind, folks, this is one thing that kind of throws people off. It's the O-rank... Means exactly spit. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, this God, is God, Yahoo's God, rank. God. Yeah, the rank would actually mean something if it was based on the numbers we use in our fantasy baseball. Which but we don't. we don't. This rank only applies for head-to-head play, so people kind of get caught up in that. So Corey Hart, according to this, is an absolute stud. If he wasn't about to die, which apparently he is. Not to mention uh, Leo Nunez. I think I don't know if he is the closer for uh, Florida. I don't think he is. I don't think so. <clears throat> Uh, it's well, he might because it he says, has a save. Yeah, according to that, Wednesday on, six yeah. uh, struck out two. He made things interesting with save. a walk and a hit, but managed to lock down the victory for the Marlins. And he has made may make you nervous at times, but his strikeout rate increased last season. He's distanced himself from Clay. Well, the thing of it is, I don't need another relief pitcher. I've got four as it is, and they're all better than Nunez. Jerry Weaver's a top-notch starter. So let's take a look at Faith and Ignorance's team, and let's see if we can't get a better trade out of him since he's in the channel tonight and he's trying to you know screw me out of my stuff. I mean, Corey Hart, obviously you need uh, a starting pitcher. See, look at this. I've got – and the, Jason Bay hasn't even come back yet. And, you know, he's supposed to at some point, I would, I would think. I believe he's supposed to be back by the end of May. So let's take a look at uh, Faith and Ignorance, who's in 10th place, tied for 10th. Might as well be in last. What do you got that I would want? Well, I need a shortstop, and I need a second baseman, which you've got, well, yeah, nothing of either one, really. Alex Gonzalez? <clears throat> no. Your team sucks, quite frankly. Well, there's a reason why he's in 10th place. No shit. You got Jose Batista, uh, which is decent. You got Adrian Gonzalez, but I've already got a first baseman, so I don't need either one of those. You got Dan Ugla. I take it I back. Was, you do have yeah, a second baseman. Got... So we'll take him. We'll trade for, for Dan Ugla. Who else do we got here that we want? Let's take a look. See, so he's got Adrian Gonzalez, but again, I got a first baseman. Adam Lynn is going to hit about the same amount of hits, same amount of points. You got Carlos Santana. See, this is even an O-rank. Santana hasn't done dick. Don't get me wrong, he's a clean yeah. Indian, and I hope he's going to be awesome. I think right, he will. But he, hasn't, he hasn't proved anything. Yeah, he's, his O rank is 74, but he hasn't done I mean, anything. I mean, he's only had, what, like half a season? I was going to say, I was going to say half quarters, one season. Yeah, half is probably more accurate. So, uh, you know, I'll take him off your hands and. Holy crap, that's all the pitchers you have? No wonder you're in 10th. Yeah, you're pitching. Jeez. You know, I could, I could actually trade for two good players and give you three very average pitchers back, and that would be in your favor because your lineup is so friggin' deep. Uh, yeah, I, you know, <laughs> there you go. I'll take Jose Batista. Uh, I'll take those two. See, he does have Felix Hernandez. The, and I would yeah, like but you can't just have right, one. Right, right. That's just it. Have, I can't, yeah. I can't trade for him because I still need Otherwise, you're the Cleveland Indians. There you go. Now, what I'm going to do for you is I'm going to give you, let's see, Raphael Soriano. He's a relief pitcher. Pretty damn good. We got Edwin Jackson, who was actually ranked pretty good coming into the season. And do I want to give him Madison or do I want to give him Wilson? I'll give him 
I give them Bumgarner. You know, the problem is they're both from winning teams because you got the San Francisco Giants who won the World Series, and you got the Texas Rangers who played them for it. Yes, and I got. I mean, there's those two of those number two pitchers. So I'll give you three pitchers for those two players, and that's actually not too bad of a trade. Um, yeah, because look at the rank differences now. Look at the points. I mean, yeah, yeah that's an awesome trade. <laughs> He's getting a solid relief from two starting pitchers that are actually going to get more. Uh, so there you go, faith and ignorance. That's your trade, buddy. Make it happen. Opposed to you, so we can go ahead and cancel that one. So I th- see you've just heard live on the air me rejecting Faith and Ignorance's trade and offering him a different one. <clears throat> Moving on. Okay, now let's just hang out. It wasn't Jason Bourne that d bag who was on OMG fanboy who accused Emp of being sexist and racist. Yes. If I remember correctly, I thought Jason Bourne was that uh, spy that I uh, forgot who he was. Yes, no, the guy who actually who was. Portis is fucking fantasy baseball. Who gives a shit? Entertain me, fucker. All right. Porter had brings up a very good point. Um, I, what would you like to discuss? Oh, oh it's too sad. Late. Barry's already too late. on it. No, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> wow. There we go. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> well, you want to be playing the whole version of our game she's twice out of. Are you not entertained? There you go, dick bag. So, all right, moving on. So we did a segment. What else we got? We got forbidden knowledge tonight, right? Yeah. Well, also the quickening, so that's later to come. Comedy Central gets in the game making business. Three hundred forty-five games will develop games based on the Comedy Central and Spike TV brands and shows. This one from OneUp.com. Varyar, go. Comedy Central and fellow MTV Network's own channel Spike TV have teamed up to establish 345 Games, a new video game unit that will produce games based on the various brands owned by MTV Network's entertainment group. I can just see it now. Dan Cook is a ninja trying to steal everybody else's act. (laughs) (laughs) The first two games to come from 345 will be based on Comedy Central's Ugly Americans and Spike TV's Deadliest Warrior the latter of which saw a downloadable game released last year in Deadliest Warrior, The Game, for Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3. Really? Oh, yeah. Awful? It was. Well, the, it was. The, the problem with the game is that they, they took it too realistically, meaning, like, if you hit someone once, game over. Oh, wow. You win. Not to mention, I mean, you're like, you're the pirate with a shotgun, you know, or with a blunderbuss versus the knight, so you're killing them from, like, 10 feet away with a ranged weapon. Yeah, exactly. That's That doesn't seem fair. It's like Mortal Kombat for tards. Yeah. Well, according to MTV, this awful game has sold nearly 400,000 copies. Both will be fully supported on-air, off-air, and online, so expect to see plenty of advertising for them when watching either channel or visiting their respective websites. Comedy Central and Spike TV squarely target the video game audience. Our Deadliest Warrior gaming franchise exploded out of the gate last season. <laughs> wow. Well, they go from zero to 400,000. I guess it is an explosion. Yeah. Uh, said 345 General Manager Dan Yang. Quote, with the launch of 345 Games, we are tapping into the passionate fan base of both Comedy Central and Spike and creating an enhanced interactive experience based on our hit shows and brands. 345 won't exclusively develop the games on its own. MTV says it will also partner with entertainment, or I'm sorry, partner with independent developers who are passionate about the products and brands. The two new games will be out this summer. Fighting game Deadliest Warrior Legends is scheduled for a release in mid-July, followed in August by side-scrolling shooter Ugly Americans Apoc- Apocalypse Again. 
Both games will be coming to Xbox Live Arcade and PlayStation Network for $10 apiece. Pass. From there, who knows what else we'll get? A trivia game based on Mancers or a new South Park game, perhaps? Let us know what other possibilities you can come up with in the comments below. I probably didn't need to read that part. You didn't have I to. Know. No, no. You know, which brings up an interesting point, because I'm a big Deadliest Warrior fan. I really like the first two seasons. Where the hell do you go from here? I mean, you've, you've, you're running uh, the Warriors. There's I only mean, so much history. Yes. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's only so much. I, I was trying to remember what they, because they announced the third season. Oh, they did. Yes, yeah, so there, there is going to be a third season. Oh no shit! All right, yeah. hang on. Let's see but as, as far as what all the different uh, matchups are going to be, I, I don't know if they've announced them all yet. I mean, because then you have to start getting into like minutia, into specific units as opposed right. to right. just groups of people. Uh, let's see, form of the show, episodes, response. See, this was weird because the last time I went to the Deadliest where he actually gave a breakdown of all the episodes and who well, followed. Well, you have who. to click, keep, keep going down. Uh, list, list of, of Deadliest Wars episodes. That's so, what you need. It doesn't say anything about a third season. Uh, it actually did. It did. Uh, With a link? The top. Well, I don't With know. Season, season, season. season three. Third season has been confirmed. Scheduled later summer 2011, so it's a few months from now. Uh, yeah, that's what I think. Richard Mac Makowitz, a Navy SEAL and uh, new host, director, huh? has been confirmed as a new host. Uh, in a special live edition of Deadly Sword of the Aftermath, uh, Mackowitz confirmed one of the warriors that will, will be featured will be Hannibal, as well as the introduction of a female warrior. Well, I mean, there's only a handful. You've got Padika, you've got Joan of Arc, you've got Mulan. Probably Joan of Arc would be my guess. Uh, Hannibal uh, versus Joan of Arc, I could see. See, that. more recently it was revealed that the female warrior will be Joan of Arc. Oh, okay, there so we go. During Spike, uh, Spike VGAs was confirmed in Season 3's fight would uh, have the aforementioned Hannibal, as well as Genghis Khan. Okay, all special parts from the show's usual historical setting, and this is exactly what I mean about running out of ideas. A fantasy episode will be released, Vampires vs. Zombies. <sighs> According to LA Times, the guest experts will be Steve Niles and Scott Bowman, author of the Vampire Survival Guide for the Vampires, and Max Brooks and Mac McGaug, founder of the Zombie Research Society for the Zombies. And now the vampires release their deadliest weapon, the sparkler. <laughs> the Native American warrior will be Crazy Horse. We already did this. We already had the Apache. Yeah, we already had the Apache. Uh, now we're just doing individuals because we're running out of groups of people. Yeah, I mean, well, oh, they did yeah. that in season two. They had Alexander well, yeah, versus. Well, they did um, the first one too. They had a couple. It was did like, they have? Yes, the first they one? had like uh, uh, William Wallace versus. Uh, oh, Shaq see, Zulu. Oh, see, I thought that was season two. No, no, okay. that's season one. Okay. So, I, I mean. I mean, I, I, I love the shows too, but you're going to run out of yeah, you're going to run out of people. You have giant them. periods of history from basically from the 1700s on where everyone's pretty much the same. What they I've need got to a bayonet, do. I've got right. a musket, I've got a pistol. Right. It's you know, you you lose the Napoleonics, you lose the Civil War, you lose unless you're pitting them against somebody else, and then it's so out of whack. All right, I, I'll take uh, I don't know, an army ranger versus the guy from the Irish Brigade. Well, this will be hard. You get a musket, a bayonet. You get a machine gun, a grenade. It's not hard to pick who right, I'm no, going to win that. What one. What I think they should do is do it almost like 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 a tournament. Have like 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 two different divisions, like modern and well, that's what they that's what they've done is modern versus that's what they tried doing before. Right, but what, what I'm talking about is not like what they've done, like. Almost, versus almost prophet, almost Muhammad like versus Christ. Battle <laughs> 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 of the century. Uh, Problem is, they try that again. So you can't show Muhammad. So how would that work? I I don't know. Go ahead. But uh, I would do almost like like a round robin kind of tournament. So like you know maybe you, you, know, you have you have all of those. It would be then, based on pseudoscience. So that would take forever to do. 
Yeah, but that, that would give you at least more episodes to do. Mm-hmm. So like, so even after you've done, like, they have the the Spartan versus the Ninja. Right. And then the Spartan won. So you would do the Spartan. Goes, yeah. It would that, be Spartan yeah. versus the winner well, of they did that in the Pirate first, and, at the end of the first season, they did that where they took the winner of the first season versus, um, who, who the hell was it? They took two different winners. They pitted them. That's right. They took the Samurai and they pitted them against the um, Spartan. Yeah. Both okay. had won, and they took him at the end of the season. They put him. Hey. Like the they, they had the IRA face off against the uh, Sput. What the hell they are? Spetsnaz. Thank you. Uh-huh. Although, un- unfortunately, they had, uh, uh, and no offense to Mr. Collins, they had the nephew, grandnephew of Michael Collins doing some of the shooting on the sniper rifle and some of the pistol shooting. He's a goddamn historian. He's not a soldier. He wasn't an IRA operative. And there's, and they've got him testing the weapons. He can't hit the broadside of a barn. Then they got the Spetsnaz guys. It was a fucking spets in this guy. And he's the guy who's talking. It's like, this is a little unfair. I mean, granted, I don't believe for a second that, you know, in a stand-up fight, Spetsnaz will lose against the Irish Republican Army. But they at least have somebody out there who can at least hit the broad side of the Did park. Did they bring them back again? Is that At the end of the first season, they, they took, like, uh, the winners of the different groups of oh, fights. Oh, okay. okay. That's why it's, they Because had, I, I know it's an IRC, and that was correct. The first time around, it was the IRA versus the Taliban. Was in the first one at the end of the first season before the beginning of the second season. They uh-huh. had a a best of where they took the samurai and they took the Spartan. They took the IRA and they took the Spetsnaz and they pitted them against each other. They were two different winners. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, and the IRA beat out the Taliban. I remember because it was a big controversy on SpikeTV.com because it was flooded with everybody who was rooting for the IRA. And somebody actually was slamming SpikeTV saying you have two different terrorist groups. You know, how is it that you can allow these people to, you know, basically root for and cheer on one versus the other when they're both, you know, terrorist groups? So, the Spets- Spetsnaz guy was yes, he was. Of course he was. He was from the Spetsnaz. <laughs> yeah. That's his job. He's Russian and special forces. I like forces. The, uh, the SWAT versus the, I can't remember what the German. The German equivalent. Yeah. GSG-9. GSG-9, yes. It was, uh, Navy, it was uh, SWAT versus GSG-9. SWAT won. They barely squeaked it through, but they won. Yeah, Interesting. Because I think we trained them. Who, by the way, who won between the Israeli commandos and the SEALs? I didn't look at that one. In fact, there's a whole uh, section right here. Honestly, I, I think it was the Israeli commandos. I think. SEAL to oh, SEAL on However, it's soon apparent that both soldiers were killed by the C-4 blast raising on up and yells in victory. Uh-huh. Wait, so, okay, it's so Navy SEALs. Winter Navy right. SEALs. Okay. Well, let me see if I can find this, because I know I'm not, I'm not hallucinating on the episodes. I know this took place at the end of the first season. Just James Al Capone. I did not see all of the second season. There was an IRA one back down there. Da, 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 da. This is the IRA one right here. So that's IRA IRA special. Here it is. Ancient match, and this was the Spartan against the Samurai, and then they had the modern match, which was the IRA against the Spetsnaz. Okay, here we go. Now, yeah. some of this shit doesn't kind of pisses me off because if you think about it, the IRA never used a goddamn flamethrower. You don't. I mean, you don't. It just. They never used a flamethrower at all. I think they have. They have an example of one time that they found a arms cache that had a flamethrower in it, and yet the IRA shot down like eighty helicopters of the of the British Army using RPGs, and they gave that to the Taliban. I, I see what you were uh, talking about with the uh, Scotty Collins, imbalance yeah. of the representatives. And, Sonny Puzikus, whatever, right. yeah. former Spetsnaz operative. Scotty Collins, IRA descendant slash historian, which yeah. obviously gives him guerrilla fighting skills. <laughs> now, in the original episode, they did have an IRA yes, operative, yes, an actual they, IRA they guy. Have, like, yeah, no, why? Because they had to block out his face and his name. He was a bomb expert, and he made a nail bomb for him. Why not have yeah. that guy here? Obviously, he's hiding out, so yeah. you know where to find him. They, did, what, they blocked, I don't remember him yes. blocking out his face. If, when the guy sets the bomb on top of the uh, little scooter thing there. Go back and watch the episode, and if you look at the credits, it's just bomb expert. 
It was an IRA, an actual IRA operative. No, he's, I don't yeah, he's, that. But then again, I didn't see all of these, so. Yeah, the Spartan beat the Samurai, which I thought was... Of course he did, because the Spartan's the greatest warrior of all time, in my opinion. No argument. IRA is mostly car bombs. Uh, no, I mean, they use, they use bombs, yes, but... Who's the jackass that accused me of being the IRA... Uh, uh, was there somebody who accused me of being an IRA um, sympathizer? But you are an IRA sympathizer. Yeah, you no, play their music. No, I play rebel music. There's a difference. <laughs> There's a difference and between most rebel like, music most of it's and like IRA music. 20s music. IRA, the original IRA in the 20s. To me, it's all the same thing. Back in the SME days, mm. someone did. Yes, thank you, No Left. So it was in the Saturday Night Main Event days. Fuck the nail bomb. I wouldn't touch that. Well, <laughs> <laughs> apparently, neither would anybody else. Why they had this guy do it. Haven't you seen 300? The yes. documentary? <laughs> oh, please, don't get me. We, we can have a whole show about the what's wrong with 300. Well, well, okay, so we can have a whole show about what's wrong with Troy, too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, it was a great movie. It wasn't the Trojan War, but it was a great movie. Yeah. Well, okay, Way it was a great movie. It was okay. Yeah, movie. I was going to... 300 was a great movie. Disagree. I liked 300. was a great visual yeah. movie, yeah, but... I liked it. I, I, was, no, I liked I it. Entertained. enjoyed it quite a bit. Yes. If, if you did not enjoy it, you're obviously gay. No, I, I, I would I would go the other way. I would think gay people probably really loved 300. Oh, yeah. Gay guys? You kidding? But for different reasons. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's What's good. that? A metal bikini? Leave oh, one, sir. Leave it to Highlander to go that route. <laughs> yes, uh, uh, Mystic Man rarely complains when I actually want to watch that movie. For that very reason. I she don't doubt it. Made it very clear. All the spray-painted uh, six-packs. FaceTime glitch shows random pictures. iPhone captured itself. Really? This is from thegeek.com. A strange topic has been brought up to the Apple Discussions Forum. It seems that some people using FaceTime are seeing photos of the person they're talking to or themselves in the middle of their conversations. It gets stranger, though, as those photos seem to have been captured without the user's knowledge. What, they're like butt capturing themselves, butt picturing? No, because with FaceTime, you hold it in front of you. Right, right. so it's just taking random pictures? I mean, okay. User, something I'm not going to read, started by saying her and her boyfriend have both experienced the problem several times. Apparently, a picture freezes on the screen when one person is calling the other. The person on the receiving end only sees a black screen. The concern is that the photos being brought up are pictures of them both at work. Blah, blah, blah has used FaceTime at work but never taken a picture while, used, while uh, there with her phone. Her boyfriend hasn't used FaceTime or taken a picture at work. So the iPhone is seemingly capturing images without their knowledge. These are showing up on this guy's end, whereas her boyfriend is still seeing the black screen, and vice versa when her boyfriend calls her. Okay, so it's a bug. Yeah. What they fucking do? Everything has a bug. According to the comments, it's, hard, it's a hard thing to fix. Again, some username said they called Apple support and was told to restore the iPhone and manually reinstall all of their apps. But that didn't seem to do the trick. Apple then had the user return the iPhone and swap it out for a different one, which also didn't help. The same user said they were using the, uh, the operating system, the 4.3 operating system, and hadn't yet updated to 4.3.1. Okay, so basically what it is is taking odd pictures of you, and they're just kind of appearing on your screen when you're trying to talk to somebody else using FaceTime. Yeah. And people are bitching sounds, and calling it a privacy like a issue. I wouldn't call it a privacy issue. It sounds uh, like it's just something screwing up. Well, that's, I would agree with you, but the end of the article... Said yes. people are calling it a privacy issue. Did it say issue. people, or, or or was it the article questioning whether or not it was a privacy? Issue? I honestly, I'm not sure. I just saw the word privacy. I, issue. I saw That's that as well. I, I Do we care enough for me to pull it back up? No, no, no I don't so, really care. Yeah, I didn't give a because shit. I don't think Apple's sequel to trying to take pictures of everyone. I don't know. Thing. Or are they? Uh, dun dun dun. I don't know. I mean, Steve Jobs, you know, his days are limited. He may be trying to grab as much information as he can. 
for what? Possible. To take with him to the other side? Yeah, it's going to try and trade. <laughs> what's he going to try and trade what's God? What's he going to do? Look at all of these pictures, pictures I have Look brought. There you go. Hey, Death, let me go. Here, have all these pictures. <laughs> Give me a couple more years. Uh, gratuitous. Mm. Okay, this is what I come back to. Gratuitous man has some buttless chaps. That's what I've seen in the RC. I, I heard Russell Crowe wasn't a real gladiator. You think? <laughs> <laughs> Good Lord, it's a movie. Yes, and, and Gerard Butler was really a Spartan. Yes. He's kingly and actually born. It, it's a shame, too. I've seen like other movies with him in it. I just can't. I just I can't see it. Can't see what? Uh, Gerard Butler playing that. It's like the... His you role mean you always ordered. see him as Leonidas in every movie? I, yeah, I mean, I look saying? at him like, how the hell did this guy pull off Leonidas 300? Because, I mean, it's world apart. It's, you know. Uh, I would agree with that to an extent. Com- compared to what? Well, I, I guess I'm not understanding what fa- you Okay, like in other movies like he's been in, like Family okay. Opera or that awful one with Jennifer Aniston. Right. He looks a thousand years different than, I mean... Uh, just a million times different than he does in 300. Oh, he looks that. normal and not like a heroic figure out of kind of like historical a from the rock. <laughs> kind of like uh, Edward Norton when he did Fight Club. Skinny yeah. little lanky guy in the way he does American History X. You know, he's roided up. It's like, right. Jesus Christ. It's just, well, I mean, the one swing well, actors, they, they, they do do that. I so, know, but it's such a huge switch. They actually detailed the workout that oh, I'm, I'm, sure, yeah. Butler, I'm sure it was horrendous. But oh, threw my God. Up every day, Dude, he was like moving truck tires around and shit as part of his workout. Yeah, he said he hated it. They, oh, they, I don't doubt it. Was awful. I don't yeah. doubt it. Like nine hours a day lifting weights for eight months straight or something like that. But it's interesting. You know what? It's interesting you bring it up, though, because that. That is something that I find myself doing. I always, anytime I see a new actor, forever forward, I will think of them in that context from right. that first movie right. and compare it to other things. Your typecast, period. Oh, yeah. Digi says, I think the main worry with the iPhone taking random pictures like that is what if the next app doesn't send a black screen and actually sends pictures that you not necessarily want? Well, okay, well the, put your finger it, over the freaking yeah. uh, and plus camera. It's, plus, it's, it's FaceTime, which means you're holding it in front of you. So the only reason you'd be holding it in front of you is because you're using FaceTime. Right, right. FaceTime is designed to stream video to the other person. So yes. if they get a picture instead of video, yeah, that's annoying. But it's not like that's a breach of privacy. They were going to see whatever you were showing anyway. Right, exactly. Besides, why would that be a bad thing for Digit to send me naked pictures of herself? I didn't say, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not complaining. I, you know, Says the married man. Because she's not down here. And if you guys have me, I'll <laughs> kick you both your asses. <laughs> Fine, you can send it to one of these guys who are both single. They'll just share it with me later. Oh, no. Okay, anyways. Uh, what else we got? Uh, we're approaching 8 o'clock. Mailbag. We haven't done the mailbag yet. Folks, if you want to get your mail in, have it read over the air and responded to by me, Emperor1G at Cox.net, do so. Uh, the mailbag's kind of light this week only because I forgot to post the, uh, or I forget, I haven't been able to, post last week's show. Usually guys write in response to last week's topics. So for those who remember... It is uh, Emperor1G at Cox.net. By the way, uh, Faith and Ignorance, answer your damn trade. Now that I've sent you it, it's a good one. <laughs> look at the numbers. Look at the potential. See that I'm helping you out. These aren't the droids you're all looking, looking for. <laughs> uh, this is all newsletter stuff. Uh, let's see if I got anything else for the uh, mailbag. I don't think I do. No, I don't. I have other shit that I meant to mix in for a topic I never really got to. All right, folks, we're going to do the mailbag after the break, so you have a chance to mail in if you want. Emperor1GatCox.net. Francis, I thought Mim said last week that she could hear M talking from the second floor. She can, because we're right underneath the kitchen, actually. So she could if she wanted, although I don't think she's up there. 
I think she's watching TV. She said she was going to drill a hole and put a, a light up or something. Yes, yeah, so or under the kitchen. Okay. Yeah, that way I can do the dishes and actually have light. Uh-huh. Uh, Calgary says, "I want to watch Gladiator again." Thank Jeebus, it's Friday. You know, it's kind of cool, funny you mentioned that because I was telling um, uh, Varyar here when he came over that I was cranking up the surround sound. I popped in Gladiator, the Blu-ray, ah. to test out the surround sound. Uh-huh. I just watched the first 10 minutes of the battle scene. Did it work? Holy shit. It was phenomenal. You know, I, oh, it was great. Crazy Germans coming out. <laughs> and then, like, the entire soundtrack in the background is actually from Zulu Dawn. I don't know if anybody's ever seen that movie. No, no. Real, oh, great movie. Uh, there was Zulu and Zulu Dawn made in the 70s. Um, great movies, and they were about the British war in Zulu, or in uh, Zululand, Swaziland, whatever it's called today. And uh, the entire, like, back soundtrack where they're, you know, marching on the British, they implanted that into the movie. If I, I don't think Are I you sure? Positive. Because I thought they, they won an Academy Award for Best Original Score. No, no, no. It's, no, no, no. It's the chanting of the people as they're marching. Not, oh, not okay. Oh, okay. okay. Right. I thought you were talking about the music. Yeah, well, it's, they got a very, the music it's got a very iconic music uh, to it now that I think about it as well, that being Zulu and Zulu Dawn. Because one was about the Battle of the Slawanda, and the other one that was about Rourke's Drift. So you, I'm sure, well, you probably both recognize those names, yeah. I would think. Rourke's Drift? Yes. No. You never heard of hmm. Rourke's Drift? This Lawanda? I know nothing Sword. about the uh, Boer War or the uh, or the Zulu Zulus. Okay. No, uh, may be one of the greatest rear rear action rear guard actions in this. The only the only movie I ever saw about any of that were it was about the I can't remember what the name of the movie was, but it was about these three Australian officers mm-hmm. that got court martialed for doing what they were told to do. They had they killed a bunch of Zulus, but they were ordered to do so. But then the the British High Command or whoever you want to call it threw uh, them under the bus. Threw them under the bus and they got killed as well. I result. don't think I've ever seen that one. Huh. Um, oh, uh, it's called um, uh, Breaker Morant. Hmm. That's what it's called. Was it any good? Yeah, it was, it was pretty good. Yeah. Well, that's what happens when you're a colony. Right. That's pretty much what it boiled down to. They weren't really British, so right. fuck them. Well, they come from a penis colony, what do you expect? <laughs> Let me pull, pull this up here. Zulu Dawn. Zulu. That's Zuku Dawn. Zuku Dawn. You know what? You guys can <laughs> run the board anytime you choose. <laughs> Damn it. Zulu, yeah, this uh, is it. I prefer uh, well, making fun of your mistakes. Oh, uh, this is this Luanda. Uh, this is the one where they did actually take the chanting from, but the other one was Zulu. I can't remember which one, which movie came first. I know which. <laughs> fuck all of you. The K is next to the L. I hate you. Damn it. Wow, one was from 1960. Yeah, this is the one. This is 1964 Rourke's historical there you war go. film. And then in 1979, they did the sequel. They waited 15 years and did another one. Right. Um, I'll explain to you the battle of of Rorkstrip when we get when we go to break here. It's real okay. quick, but it's it's a very very famous. This one action saw more Victoria Crosses handed out than any other action in the history of of English warfare. Well, since it's you know creation. And last week's podcast out yet? No baked. As I explained, my apologies. I've been very busy this week. I did not have a chance to put it up. I will do so, however, this weekend. I have a couple things going on, but I will get to it. Promise. Uh. Yeah, so thank you, Barry. I, I forget, there's like a 15-second delay, so by the time he gets it to. Watch Apocalypse Now. That's a good one, too. Yeah, uh, Apocalypse yeah. Now. I don't like Apocalypse Now Redux. Have you seen that? No. That's no, where they, they redid the whole thing? They, uh, they redid it, and they put in deleted scenes, but uh, some of the deleted scenes are okay. The problem is, um, as they're going down the river, there's a part, there's, it's like a 40-minute part that they took out of the original thing. It's where they meet up with uh, Frenchmen, like a French family, that is staying in Vietnam, like, we're not leaving. 
Right. And it, it, it just kind of derails the whole movie because, you know, as they go down the river, things get crazier and crazier. And then all of a sudden they meet this French family who just has this, like, nice plantation and everyone's sitting down to dinner and talking and they're talking about how, you know, we, we've been here since the 50s and this right. is our land and we're not leaving. And, you know, you Americans, what are you doing here? You know, you're making the same mistakes we did. And then they go back and then it just gets – it immediately gets crazy. So it's like there's this like little circle of sanity and all this craziness. It just doesn't make any sense with the whole point of the movie. So I don't like a box. I can see why they either. took it out then. Yeah, I mean, but then they put yeah. it in and it's like it's jarring. You know, like like there's this. You know, they're all wearing suits and mm-hmm. they're all sitting down and they have servants and they bring them you know food and all this stuff. It's crazy. Just want to give a quick uh, a reminder, folks. If you want to send up your newsletter, I highly recommend you do so. Go to vtwproductions.com under the show tab. Yes, I know. It, that's pretty badass, isn't it? <laughs> Going to re-enlist? I uh, might, if they have lasers. And uh, it's a G.I. Joe. They got lasers now. <laughs> Fuck. No, not anymore, apparently. Um, and we're set up for the newsletter. It's at vtwproductions.com. It's on the show tab. Go to Emperor's Court on the right side. Subscribe to the newsletter. Also, don't forget our Facebook. And uh, we're not ending the show, folks. I just I want to get into the habit of reminding you more than once to use the Facebook to sign up, like us, join us. Uh, Facebook, Empress Court, as well as Twitter, Empress Court, easy to find. Folks, it's 8 o'clock. We're taking our last break. We'll come back, the quickening, the mailbag, uh, and whatever else we have left that we haven't forbidden gotten Forbidden knowledge. Forbidden knowledge. We'll probably do the mailbag, talk about an article, forbidden knowledge, talk about an article, and with the quickening, etc. All right, folks, we're back in about morning. This show is intended for a mature audience only and may contain harsh language, trans fats, live nudes, and derogatory comments about your mother. Those who are easily offended or have no sense of humor are encouraged to turn off the show now. Parental discretion is advised. You're listening to The Emperor's Court here on VTW Productions. Get down on your knees. I know I would. All right, folks, we're back here at the Emperor's Court here in First the World Productions, VTWProductions.com. I am your host, the Emperor, joined in studio by Highlander. Always a pleasure. And Varyar. Happy to be here. And Digit can suck my nuts because she's complaining about this thing not being a video game show and just being a variety show. I, I Actually, uh, every article we've talked about has dealt with video, video games. Video games, yes. Yeah. I mean, it's now we go off on We go off on tangents, right. but that's, that's why you listen. Yes. I was like, yes, I like that article. No, I really, do not. The, the formula we have here has been very successful. So I, I would not change it up. But I guess when you get right down to it, we do cover a wide range of topics. History, politics, society in general, and things of that nature. So I don't know that it's always necessarily about video games, but that's usually how that conversation starts. No update on the shutdown, by the way. We are, what, two and a half hours it's, away? It's going to shut down. There is a new update. I checked on my phone during oh, the break. Um, Boehner and Reed and the White House are hinting that there may be a three- to seven-day deal in the works so that they can continue negotiating. Now, see, that, that, that's so strange because I had just heard that Obama was he like, said no. He no, did. This yeah. is, we're either going to do it or we're not going to do it. He did, but now the White House is saying that basically, because uh, there's some question, is there enough time left in today to get it done before the shutdown this evening. Oh, okay. And Obama has come out and said, or the White House has, uh, that right. there are some budgetary tricks he can pull to keep things going for a few extra hours to make sure it goes through, but he'll only do it 
if he has high confidence that a deal will happen. See, here's the thing. because they, Just because Boehner and Reed sign on to it does not mean the rank and file are going to like it. I'll tell you right now, if it's not in the Tea Party's, you know, if they don't like it, it's not in their wheelhouse, they're not going to vote for it. And they're going to kick up a shitstorm. So you still, even if everybody is not on board, you have to vote on it in-house, move it to the Senate, vote on the Senate, pass it, and then get to a ballot, and you have two and a half hours. Well, the problem, isn't, the problem isn't the House. Um, the House, I think, honestly, at this point, with this fight looking down the road towards, you know, I think the re- Republicans are starting to look down the road at uh, the debt limit increase battle that's going to be coming which up, be which is going to be huge, uh, the 2012 battle that they're gearing up for, and they're starting to think, do we want to spend all our political capital and drain ourselves for this one? The problem is the Senate. The Senate hasn't passed any type of budgetary thing in 18 months. Now, yeah. keep in mind, this budget was supposed to be done last year and wasn't. Right. The, the House, as soon as they came back from the midterms, passed a budget. It's a reason it's called H.R. 1. It was the first thing right. they did. Um, the Senate hasn't done anything. They haven't allowed votes on anything. They haven't come up with their own counterproposals. Uh, so at this point, honestly, a lot of the blame can be laid at the feet of the Senate because they won't even let anything come to as a vote. As far as from my standpoint, and the reason why we bring it up, folks, and most of you don't give a damn about American politics, which I get, is I'm just curious to how many of my coworkers will be joining me on Monday at work because I, I know I will have to be there. I, I just find that so odd that you have to be there. I mean, I I I, 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 I understand that that you know the veterans need their pay, but, I, I, but I, then I, again, I, if, if I, they're I, not okay, I can't talk but, about it. Okay, uh, we'll talk about you off the air. Cannot talk about it on air. Okay, um, but okay. you're right. I understand where it's, it's kind of confusing. Yeah, I'll explain to you off the air. Um, having said that, so I'm just kind of keeping a wary eye on the news to see if they actually pass the budget deal because if the government shuts down. You know, obviously. Work becomes interesting, um, you know, I, <laughs> and exponentially. I do more. know some people were kind of hoping for days off, so you know, they're just not pay days off. All right, let's get to the mailbag and get that out of the way. Uh, Emperor's Court, I'm sorry, Emperor One G at Cox.net. I'll probably have a new email up for next week, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we we're just discussing the EC Gaming Night, the Emperor's Court Gaming Night. We are going to do it Saturdays following the show. Um, I will let you know exactly when we're going to do that. Uh, a couple things need to happen around the war room first to make it a little more accessible for the three of us to actually play the games together. Uh, but I will announce the games one week ahead of time so everybody knows what to expect, what games we're going to be playing. Games that excuse me, have been kicked around are games like Team Fortress, Warcraft 3, StarCraft 2. I, I would like to play games that are not region-locked so Australians and the Euros can join us. StarCraft is kind of out because if you're not, you know, you know, if you don't have an American copy, you cannot play in the American servers and vice versa. So we're probably looking at like a Warcraft 3. We're probably looking at um, probably not Heroes of North, but Team Fortress 2. What's going to be the issue is I can get us to play it because the game will run on those computers, but you, everybody needs their own copy of the game. So if you have like, if we're yeah. running it on Steam. You if can't you, put it on another system? Well, I can put the game on that, but I can only log in as Emperor once if it's a Steam game. Oh, right. okay. So right. if you've got, you know, if you own the game. Or, I, I own Team Fortress 2. It's around because I, I bought okay. the orange box. Perfect. Whenever, then that's I, all you whenever I bought yeah. it, yeah, I don't when, when, when Steam loads up, you log in as you and then play. Right. And then you're fine. And vice versa, and the same for you, Varyar. Um, whoever's using the extra, the extra computer. Uh, so here's the mailbag. The post office delivered your hate mail to the house again. Anything worth looking at? No, just the usual death threats, letter bombs, and human feces. You always make it sound worse than it is. How do you know it's human feces? Well, the problem is Onan, Onan says, Imp, if you want the Europeans to participate, then after the show might not be the best time. Correct. Well, the problem is if we do it for, you know, if we do it right after the show, then we can do it, the Australians can do it, and the hardcore gamers in, in Europe can do it. If we do it any earlier in the afternoon for Saturdays or any other day, 
you know, the problem is I, I can't cater to everybody, and I, I'm trying to find a way that will cater to ever, to bring as many people in as possible. So, you know, Xor says come in, came in late. Was with the low quality, the low audio quality. Uh, again, are we just, are we talking about my microphone? I assume versus the other two. We're having problems with the soundboard for some reason. It's it's acted up in the last couple of weeks. And I don't know why, and I haven't had a chance to you know really take it apart and take a look at it to see why it's having the issues that it is. I really don't want to have to buy a new soundboard. It's 150 bucks. I don't have so. I'm just I'm pressing in on my headphones to right try and isolate it. To, yeah. So I'm just getting. I'll be honest. I I'm not sure. Maybe it's something with going it's through that right. because. I don't hear it. No. It no. sounds fine to me. And it okay. sounds fine to me, too, so it's got to be, I, I don't know, maybe it's on their end. I, whatever the case may be, there's an issue somewhere. I'm just not really sure how to fix it. Uh, you can alternate times. The problem, Odin, is if we alternate times, then people are going to get all out of whack. If you're going to hold an event, you really got to hold it the same day, same time, every week. People are creatures of habit. So... There's yeah, that. If there's a better day or time, you know, there's a, a thread right, up, right now... And the Empress Court forums on btgproductions.com. It sounds a little garbled. All right, well, nothing I can do about it now. We're two and a half hours into the show. Post the forums, give a suggestion. You know, maybe there's something we can do a different time of day or time. So, you know, I don't necessarily have to be there for the event to take place either, folks. Let's. This is a community-type thing. So just because Emperor can't make it doesn't mean you guys can't get together and play under the auspice of the name. Anyways, so moving on here. All right, this was from Mr. Ellison, who says, bring it up. And first off, I would just like to say that even though I don't get a chance to interact with the community in IRC or the forums for the Emperor's Court, I cannot thank you glorious motherfuckers enough for helping me get through the long third shift nights on the Ohio Turnpike. I have created a new drinking game for people like me who aren't very fond of alcohol, like myself. Instead of taking a shot after the specified things are mentioned, I take a hit off of my pipe or bong. The challenge to myself was to try to listen to the entire show without getting distracted and going off to do other things no matter how much I smoked. I tried this during the episode where Highlander ended his quickening with the Cleveland sucks. I was completely fucking gone before you guys started talking about what we learned today. It was fun and challenging. I think I should get on the video wall next time if I try it. If you spot someone on the video wall wearing a head crab hat and trying to figure out how the fuck his remote control works, then it's me. <laughs> okay. Nice. All right. So there's a smoking game for that, apparently. Did he say he was Tollbooth Willie? Is that <laughs> what he implies? <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. This one is from Hiron, who apparently said uh, his uh, tr attempting trolling, it failed. Howdy, Emperor Highlander Varyar. Arahan here. Howdy. And this is one of those thanks for all you do yada emails. So thanks for all you do. So just for substance, 3DS, stupid. Yay or nay, fun or no fun, howdy. Howdy. Yeah, okay. A lot of howdies there. Oh, I, I heard it uh, gives you headaches if you don't look right at it. Actually, I believe like uh, Lake Effect has an article about this, reviewing the 3DS. Oh, okay. But yes, I've heard people mention it, I believe, uh, from what I remember glancing over his article from the newsletter, it will give you a headache. He goes into an explanation as to why this is. But, uh, yeah, it, that's what I've heard as well. I know Baron gave it two thumbs down. He said, avoid this thing like the plague. Uh-huh. So... I tell you what I'm going to do after the show's over. I'm going to bring up the clip of the show. We're going to listen to me talking specifically and see if we can okay. hear what they're hearing. Sure. All right, this is from Digit. I remember when doing my interview with Frictional Games that they said their goal during their quote-unquote cutscenes 
was to not take control away from the character. The character can still look where they wish to, and if it's possible, move where they wish to. Sometimes the player was falling over, thus you couldn't really move. But they felt by letting the character players have some control and avoid immersion and breaking experiences like small movies with no control, cutscenes, or in-your-face controls that don't really coincide with what you're doing, quick-time events, pressing, or, uh, I'm sorry, uh, quick-time events, pressing A makes, I, I pressing, pressing A, yes, capitalized. Like pressing the A button. Right, makes you do a loop-de-loop -loop slash, what the fuck. Do you think these, do you think that these things, period. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great, and she's one of our writers. I can see uh, where they're coming from, but it'd be pretty hard to apply this in all situations. So if you design better, perhaps you could do this in most situations, thoughts and opinions. Well, first thought is, Digit, you better not make one giant run-on sentence like this when you do your article. Or Write English, I good. They're going to hit your guts. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll try to maybe figure out what she's talking about. Uh, as, as much as I love story... Uh, a ton of cutscenes usually isn't good for a game, unless you're Metal Gear Solid, I suppose. But uh, have, having said that, uh, if if there was a way to make it more integral to the whole thing, rather than jarring, like okay, what's the movie time? I'll put my controller down, and oh, okay, now I gotta start kicking ass. So you, you pick it back up. If there was a way just to sort of tell the story within the the game engine, so to speak, well, that would probably be ideal. Interesting. I uh, I got Crisis too. And I started playing it this week. Uh, by the way, I'm enjoying it immensely, and the multiplayer's fun, because you still have all the nano suitabilities, like cloak and armor and uh -huh. shit. But a ton of these idiots are playing it like it's uh, like Black Ops, and just running around gunning each other. So I'm just hitting okay. a cloak, just picking people off. Nice. Like, it's my job. It's nice. awesome. Nice. But anyways, uh, my point is, in the Crisis 2 campaign, um, they actually do a lot of what she's talking about. Uh, there aren't really cutscenes. There are a few that are like memory flashbacks and things. Okay. Um, and when a level's loading, they do a little bit of interaction to kind of keep you going. But there are certain parts of the game where it is very similar to what she's talking about, where there's sto the, the plot line is being advanced. And you can't really m run around and shoot people while some scientist is talking to you. Uh, but you can still look around. You can still interact a little bit. Um, so they are going in that direction. Uh, the only real cutscenes in the game were when it was loading the next thing, uh -huh. and that was just to kind of keep you in. Right. Um, but I the actual, too, but I, I do too. It's but it's part of the media. Right. Really, I mean, you can't really get around it yet. No. But you know what? Um, there are versions. There are uh, games out there that do give you the option of skipping. And I think this is this is the best option of a bad situation. Is especially when you're playing through a game for the second or third time, you don't want to see all the cutscenes because you know what happens. Some games will give you the option of pressing a button to skip the cutscene. And I think that's the best way to go about it. If you don't give a damn about it, you just want to move on to the next part, then you press the X button and you go on. Well, you do have that option in Crisis 2. Uh, only, I mean, you have to go through the gameplay parts where you're looking around or you're stunned or some guy's carrying you because they just beat the crap out of you and uh -huh. you're like, uh, you know, I'm all fucked up. But um, the cutscenes where it's loading, as soon as it's done loading, which only takes a couple seconds, uh -huh. you can hit A and go right back, and you don't have to watch the whole thing. Uh, or you can just sit there and watch it and kind of get more of the story. Okay. Then. okay. Um, so it is an interesting... They are getting there, I think. Uh, in response to the last part of your question, Digit, which really wasn't meant for error, but I'll answer for you. Um, we're simply doing that on the 1G uh, forums right now just because it's convenient where we can all meet and I ha have a little control over what goes on there. Um, so... The tag next to your name, I wouldn't take it too literally right now. Uh, consider it this. If it works out for all of you guys, if you want to stick around uh, and be members, you can. Uh, consider it your uh, trial period. So, 
We're lowering our standards again, aren't we? <laughs> Sadly. <laughs> Although we have not had, I mean, other than Mystic Mim, who uh, I guess is honorary by marriage, we haven't had a female clamor in some time. That's since World of Warcraft if we have one. So that's been a while. That wasn't around. Who, who was it that was? Uh, uh, oh, what the hell's. Um... God damn, I can't believe I've forgotten his name. His name? Yeah, his, his uh, girlfriend. Something actually, oh, okay. different girlfriends that came through here. Um, wow. Actually, his name started with a V, too, for his online name. Uh, John, I forget what the hell his character name was. And he had two different girlfriends that came through here, and they were in a WoW guild, and they uh, were around all the time. That was, that was it. Oh, okay. okay. Hale just wanted to email a quick hello and apologize for missing the last two weeks of the show. Fridays are date nights, so you can imagine they are important. Can't wait to listen to you next week. Come Saturday. Master Queef. And I'm sure when you actually have a date, it will definitely impact something. That's what his wife uh, calls the, uh, his date oh, night. Oh, the romance. Odin sent in a uh, video. Uh, it seems Duke Nukem Forever is out to infuriate feminists everywhere, and I approve. Is this As the, uh, is this the uh, Capture the Babe? Thing? Yes. Okay. Well, awesome. We, I think we've talked about that already. Well, we did. Yeah. But uh, and it's it's a montage of other stuff that kind of pisses off. and uh, oh, okay. Feminazis and what have you. It was kind of cool. Oh, poor this Emp's troll character, clearly. I, I missed what apparently I was referring to with my troll character. Martyrdom is proud that we're lowering standards. Oh, okay. I usually were reading things before I send it, but you asked for emails. Darmit. Very funny digit, so. <laughs> no, Emp, it's not. It's not. Okay, uh, three. Owen and I apologize. Three people sent me the exact same link, and I assumed after seeing one of them it was the same. Uh, so we're going to have to go back, and we're going to watch this here after the show is over. Hey, Emp, here's a funny link about Geo Bush and Pokeball. P.S. I am emailing my SPSP. Dare I? What would he... See, the problem is XD. Every time you send an email like this, you're, it's XD. Yeah, it's one, weird. Three, four, five. I think it's a virus. Every time I see this, like... I, I think the same thing. Like, that, that? I'm yeah, sending yeah. money to some guy in Nigeria. I just I get hey, a little nervous. When the Prince of Nigeria emails you, you take that email. <laughs> oh, I like this. Owen says it's a show about all the slutty women you're going to meet in the game. Ooh. I like that. I'm what? intrigued. It's six minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, that's all Jeez. you need. There we go. And we brought it back full circle, ladies and gentlemen. Like a bunch of jerks. Moving yeah, that sounds Speaking about right. Speaking of sexism, uh, would you like to do the forbidden knowledge? It yes, I was actually yeah. say, why don't we do that next? All right. So here we go. And now it's time to learn something that you shouldn't. It's time for Highlanders Forbidden Knowledge. <laughs> well, that's why I wanted to bring it up, because it does relate to what we've been talking about. Before. Yeah, almost a year too late. God, but... Get, Man, my head, I'm sorry. I, I apologize. My Bose headphones, after three years of finally giving up the ghost, they're shot. Because I use them eight hours a day at work. So it's like six hours a day plus I use them for the show. And the the foam padding has just died in these things. They're, oh, they're, that's, what, that's what you were doing. Okay. It really upsets me, too, because they were 150 bucks, And I don't have the money to replace them. How, how long Ouch. have you had them for? Uh, I bought them in December 2008 when I started working at the federal building. So, like, two and a half years? Yeah. yeah. Uh, they're, they're, I mean, the around-the-ear ones, so they kind of cancel out a lot of the noise, uh -huh. which is important because I work in a pretty noisy place, um, especially the guy I work across from. Yeah, <laughs> He'll never hear this, but we, I bust his chops for it all the time. Um, yeah, it just depresses me because these are awesome headphones, and they're, just, they're dead. Oh, well. And I can't replace them. All right, here we go. Forbidden knowledge. How to stop a wedding. 
How to stop a wedding. As a general rule, if you're going to try and stop a wedding, you should attempt to do so well before the speak now or forever hold your peace part. Emotions will be running high at the event, even if you haven't been having an affair with the bride's alcoholic mother. So you need to be prepared. For a ceremonial interruption, you should have your words ready, know what you're going to say to the bride or groom, the jilted lover, and the guests. Above all, have an escape route planned, or at least get familiar with the local bus schedule. Warning! Just because you are enough in love with someone to stop your beloved's wedding and profess your feelings does not mean he or she feels the same way. You may be walking out the door alone, so you need to prepare yourself for that possibility as well. Step one, find out where the wedding will be held. If you speak to family or friends of the bride and groom, be subtle. Don't let on that you're planning to stop the wedding. If you cannot get the information from family and friends, look in the newspapers or even online. You can also call or visit likely churches or reception halls where the wedding might be held. Can we retitle this Stalking 101? If you wish. Okay. It works the same. Step two. Step two, pick the spot from which you will speak. Be sure to pick a spot that offers both dramatic effect and safety. A balcony in the church has the effect of being dramatic, but perhaps not the security of a solid escape route if things take a turn for the worse. It works for both. If you stand at the rear of the main aisle, you can get your point across and have quick access to the front door if you need to make a quick escape. Step three, determine what you will say. If you have the ability for clear and passionate self-expression under high pressure, then trust yourself and speak from your heart. If your, talents lie, like, if your talents lie elsewhere, then write your feelings down on index cards beforehand. That's not a bad idea. Do not, however, rely on speaking from the cards during your break-in. Practice. Be sure to say what needs to be said from the heart and from memory. Index cards do not exactly say true love. Unless you write it down on there. Step four. Wait until the efficient says speak now to speak now. Timing is everything. If you've done everything you can to speak your mind before the ceremony, you should now wait your turn to speak. Appropriately timing your speech will make your plea seem more imperative. Remember, the closer you get to the moment where the bride and groom speak their vows, the more emotionally charged everyone involved will be. So be prepared for verbal or physical confrontations. Step five, state your case effectively. Tell the bride and groom he or she cannot marry, insert name, why he or she cannot marry, insert name, and how much you love him or her. Step six, have a good escape route. You do not necessarily have to leave the wedding hand-in-hand with your love. In fact, you may be safer leaving alone and contacting each other when everyone has cooled down a bit. However, if everything goes well and your love runs down the aisle or up to the balcony to be with you, be prepared. Try to have a car and driver waiting near your exit. If that's not possible, determine the nearest subway or bus stop location or pay a taxi to wait outside the ceremony. Steal the just-married car only as a last resort. True love is admirable. Grand Theft Auto, however, is not. <laughs> Some other things to consider. Be aware of the financial and emotional cost of canceling a wedding. The family and couples involved will most certainly be upset by your interruption. Acknowledge this in your speech. This may also help to diffuse any verbal confrontations. Do everything in your power to diffuse a volatile situation. If someone is threatening you, don't be aggressive. Just make your plea without provoking anyone more than you already have. Use a head-down, subservient posture to show that you're a lover, not a fighter. Offer to pay any bills. If you're successful in stopping your love's wedding and you can spare the cash, offer to pay the bills for the wedding. It may be expensive, but it's a small price to pay to gain favor. And finally, if you are unsuccessful in stopping the wedding and you are rejected, do your best to leave quietly. Be apologetic, self-effacing, and non-confrontational. Simply and quietly back your way out of the room. There it is, your forbidden knowledge for the week, how to stop a wedding.
I'm impressed. That's very thorough, and I think a lot of it's actually well, very relevant. Well, I did have two weeks to work on that one. That's, so. well, mm, that's true. true. Oh, I, damn it. I just thought of something I was going to go with, and I completely forgot about it. It just flew out of my mind. Oh, well. Fred, if you're a badass enough, you'll hold a new wedding right there, right then. <laughs> Be a boss. Uh, uh, apparently, they like the headshot comment. Uh, yeah, sorry about that, Lincoln. <laughs> All right, what else we got on tap here before we move on to the quickening to wrap this thing up? Gamifying the system to create better behavior. Yes, this is from N- uh, NPR. Well, hey, let's enjoy it while it's still around because it may be cut the next hour and a half. Oh, we're like it's only fifteen percent of their budget, so they'll still be around. Oh, it's not NPR that's going to die. It's all these stations that carry NPR that are going to die. Say you're zooming down the highway when you spot one of those speed limit enforcement cameras from the corner of your eye. You hit the brakes, but not before the camera's flash catches you breaking the law. A speeding ticket is surely on its way to your mailbox. Now, imagine that same camera also snaps a photo of your car when you're driving at or under the speed limit. For your safe driving, you're entered into a lottery to win a portion of the money from fines paid by speeders. That idea was tested in Sweden with great success. It's an example of gamification. Consider the next wave of social engagement at Internet technology. (laughs) Gamification is the process of using game thinking and game mechanics to engage users and solve problems, says Gabe Zickerman, co-author of the book Game-Based Marketing and chairman of the Gamification Summit. He tells Weekend Edition Sunday host Leanne Hansen that the speed camera lottery in Sweden turns the whole idea of fines and penalties on his head in a way that only, quote, game people can think. Instead of being structured around punishment and negativity, he says, the speed camera lottery is, quote, all about positive reinforcement. If you drive the speed limit or under it, you may win some money. Quote, and that positive incentive to create better behavior, he says, is a core tenet of games. Positive incentives also help in other ways. Weight loss, for example. Take the biggest loser in the popular NBC reality show. An activity that's normally thought of as embarrassing in private is made public. The contestants are given nominal rewards, and after being put through the ringer, Zickerman says they lose weight. Quote, what's interesting about Biggest Loser and other gamified examples of weight loss is they hew to a model for user rewards that I call SAPS, he says. (laughs) S-A-P-S, SAPS, stands for Status, Access, Power, and Stuff. Zickerman says those are things people want in their lives as rewards, in that order. It turns out, he says, that cash isn't that good of a reward. Status is a fantastic motivator for getting people to do stuff. The theory of gamification is actually based on trends in technology and society over the past 25 to 30 years, he says. It's coming into fashion now, quote, because we're looking for new answers to some very, very serious and intractable problems, both in business and society. Problems that Zickerman says gamification may be best suited to solve. Quote, games are not about punishment. Games are about reward and pleasure. That's not a bad idea. Who knew Sweden had something other than, you know, meatballs, hot women, and hating Muslims? I mean, that's not a bad idea to actually have a lottery system to drive the speed limit rather than, you know, having the cameras always trying to bust you to give you a ticket. Lord knows we have enough of those in Cleveland. That's right. Pass them yep. day I go to work. That's not a bad idea. I kind of like that. Yeah. It looked interesting. Yeah. Check back in IRC to make sure they're still there. Calgary uh, is complaining that one of his armies literally just disappeared. Well, was it on crusade? Because if you didn't go fast enough, they will desert and just leave you. Not to mention, no offense, Calgore, but every time I hear you talking, you're losing a battle. <laughs> if I was an army in your army, if I was a soldier in your army, I'd be deserting too. Like, Fuck this. The Pope is in his ass. The Mongols keep raping you. I'm out of here. I'm going to go join the Turks. At least they still win. 
That was a that huge and fucking expensive environment. <laughs> You're right. That was a huge and <laughs> fucking expensive. I was not on crusade. Well, maybe you were supposed to be. That that can happen too. You know. So, is he is he still playing that same game? Medieval Total War Two. I know that game, but he's just still the same campaign. No, I'm I'm sure he's restarted a couple times because okay. he keeps dying. <laughs> um, I have not played the campaign game the for single player for Shogun Total War yet. I've just I've given it a good faith try. I mean, I've I've done more than give it a good faith try to work for multiplayer. It just hasn't worked. And ironically enough, they said they fixed a lot of the problems with the March 29th patch. Yeah, those exact same problems have cropped up again. It's, it's just, it's unplayable. and it, It's such it's such a disappointment. But I, I got uh, Dynasty Warrior 7. I had Baron pick it up for me. And I only played about half an hour of it um, this week because I've been going to bed earlier. We had to get to work a lot earlier than I normally do. And uh, it's interesting. They kept all the uh, voice actors from the first, uh, from Dennis Warrior 6, uh-huh. which is good because, one, I like continuity, and two, the voice actors they had were actually very good in, in uh, the sixth version. So they were in, like, Final Fantasy, I'm sorry, Dynasty Warrior 6, Dynasty Warrior 6 Empires, and then Dynasty Warrior 7. And it's a little different, whereas normally you'd play, a, you'd get a character in the Muso mode, and then you play through that character's storyline based on the battles they were in, you know, their interaction with other characters. This one is actually broken up into the kingdoms, and there's actually five that you can play. I know it's based on the three kingdoms, but it is, it's uh, Shu, Wu, and Wei. And then it has the Jin Kingdom for the first time, which is what happens after the three are unified. All right, after Sao Wei turns into the Jin Kingdom. And then it has uh, an independent one, which is like Lu Bu and Dong Zhuo and, and stuff like that. So I've, I've played about a half hour of the Shu uh, battle, I'm sorry, the, the Shu storyline, about maybe three battles into it. And what it does is, rather than having you play like one character throughout the entire battle, like say uh, the Battle of Changban Bridge, all right? The Battle of Changban Bridge, you have two major things going on in, in the shoe mode. You have Zhao Yun running around trying to rescue um, Liu Bei's baby, and then on the other side of the battle, you have Zhang Fei holding the bridge against uh, the Wei army. So you'll play, you know, one character up to the point where they rescue the baby, all right? Then you'll switch from Zhao Yun to Zhang Fei, and you've got to hold off the Southway Army for X amount of minutes so the rest of the people can escape on the boats. Uh-huh. And that's apparently historically what happened in that battle. So you won't necessarily play the same character each time. It's gonna, it'll switch points of view. You'll switch characters. One of the things, too, I kind of noticed that I like is the fact that it gives you a horse to start off with now, so you don't have to worry about trying to collect horses, like in uh, the sixth version, which is a pain in the ass. And you get, everybody gets to uh, carry two weapons that you can switch out at any point in time. And you can use any variety of different weapons, but some characters are better off with certain weapons, so you'll get more better performance. Maybe it'll be a little faster, maybe a little slower, more power, etc., etc., etc. So uh, I've liked so far what I've played. Now, there is a multiplayer uh, co-op version of it uh, that comes with it, it's, it's, which the other Final Dynasty Warriors did not have. So I have not yet tried that because the PlayStation Network just gives me a friggin' headache. You know, I have not yet tried it. That, and I don't know of anybody who's got, you know, Dynasty Warriors 7 to try the co-op mode. But uh, I'll have a better review for it later, probably next week for the show. But I've liked what I've played so far. And Calgary is now complaining about the Mongols are everywhere. So that That's usually, what they do. Okay, usually means he's going to restart the campaign very shortly. <laughs> <laughs> that seems to happen a lot. See, I, I just can't get into Dynasty Warriors at all. I, I I don't have anything against the series, but I've, I've said this before. I, it, Dynasty Warriors 7, is it, I've never played it, right. but I'm willing to bet it was probably good when it was called Dynasty Warriors 6. And Dynasty Warriors 6 is probably really good when 
It was called Dynasty Warriors Five. Murderdom says, and it, it, just, it seems like it's the same hack and slash game again and again. Wait to get to conquest mode, and you'll spend hours. Conquest mode, what it is, is it allows you to build your own character, mm-hmm. your looks, your armor, um, your move sets, weapons, etc., and then you can go and insert yourself into the storylines and play it as yourself. So that gives I you. See. I mean, that's something different too. But I understand your point. When you get right down to it, you are just slaughtering thousands and thousands of, of hapless, you know. Yeah, I mean, that's, there's, something, I mean that's, so. there's something cathartic in that. I'm like, oh, I'll kill you all. But it, it just seems like it's the same game again and again and again. Martin, I'm just writing a review for it from the newsletter. What the hell? I'm, go ahead. You can go ahead and write your review. I'll write mine. I, I mean, shit. People, more than one person reviews a game. It, you know. No. <laughs> I'm the only one that can talk about it. It's possible to set up a multiplayer campaign with friends. No, only with enemies. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so you want to co-op with friends or enemies? I think I want to co-op with the enemies. Yeah. That'd be interesting. <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay. I believe he was probably referring to a different game because Porto wasn't even talking to us. Porto never actually interacts with the show. He'll show up a bitch about it and they talk to everybody else in IRC. I'm not really sure what Porto brings to the table. He's just He's always here. And I appreciate it. He brings, he brings his uh, Norwegian mentality to it. So. Yeah, I, okay. Go Norway. Scandinavia, go. I did not know this, but Norway has submarines in their navy. I didn't know that either. I didn't know they had a navy. Um, a, of a course pair, they have a navy. Well, I mean, there's <laughs> navy. Like, you know, navy. navy. Well, okay, there's a Coast Guard and there's a navy. All right, that's the difference. We're talking, is it like a Coast Guard? No, I remember because I was reading um, uh, the Red, was it Red Storm Rising? Great movie. Or er, Rob Book, book sorry. Yes. And they, they sink the Kairov um, with a Norwegian submarine. I'm like, wow. I know it's a fictional book, but it's supposed to be based in history. I didn't even know they had submarines in the Norwegian Navy. Well, well it's kind of electric. History, Porta, our special forces are better than yours. Because they come equipped with skis, and that's the difference. We have guns, we have skis. What the, does, Nor- does Norwegia even have a special forces? No, Norwegia? Norwegia. Why are you calling no, it Norwegia? It's like a Canadia. It's not really a country. It, oh, okay. It's just a territory. Actually, what I, I actually, if, if you want to make fun of it, in in the Norwegian language, Norway is is, is Norgay. Norgay, really? Yes, in in the Norwegian language, that's how you pronounce Norway. Nor Norgay. Well, and I think that's all that needs to be said. That's how we say. If you want to make fun of it, go that route. I will take that route. <laughs> <laughs> Least path resistance. I like it. So, Porter says, "Yes, we do." Okay. Okay. That's that's fine. Well, we got ten minutes left in the show. We we think that long, wrap it up. Right, yeah. that long, that's not going to be okay. that long. But still, so some post-show work needs to be done on the uh, Whopper, anyways. I believe Varner will be taking care of that. Yes. Yes, sir. Excellent. Awesome. Perhaps we'll be able to uh, uh, improve the quality of the Whopper. Although I'm really not really sure how we're going to integrate that yet. What do you suggest? Uh, well, I'm still of the position that you can use it a as a boot drive to make it come up faster and the operating system will run quicker, or you could use it for a select few games to improve some speed there, although you're not going to get a ton of improvement on the games. Here's the problem. If I put, I've already got Windows 7 on the computer. If I put it on the, the solid-state drive, what happens to the one that's on the C drive? Well, it's still there, but if we change which one's the boot drive, it'll just change which one it reads, uh, and then we can get rid of the one we that's on your actual one? storage drive. And it's not going to ruin or destroy everything? Uh, well, you'll have to set it up again, but... No, it won't. What do you mean not to set up again? Well, however, if you've changed any of the settings, if you've, you know, uh, your icons and things like that, it'll be like no, a no, clean no. install. Uh, okay, well, my point is, I, 
I don't want to have to reinstall Sam or my programs or my or my games or anything. Here, no, they 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 would be yes, all on. I want to keep everything you see here must stay. Then we shouldn't do that. Otherwise, this all gets wiped out. Uh, well, it depends on how we do. It. We'll we can uh, do it a little more after the show if you like. But um, yeah, there's. I'm trying to think if we could just. Tr- we might be able to work around that. I otherwise, might be able to just send it over. otherwise, we should just use the solid state drive to do. I don't know games. We could do that. I I, I don't want to have to reinstall everything because some of the stuff is a real pain in the ass to do. Right. So I'd rather keep it as is if, if that's the case. Okay. By the way, did you know that uh, apparently they released a uh, a working copy of Windows 8 to the Internet? Huh? Yes. What? Yes. Oh, you guys didn't hear about this? Uh, no. Are you sure it. it's not a uh, goof? No. Well, I mean, it's a, it's a goof. They didn't mean for it to happen, but it happened. Hang on. Oh. Windows 8. Okay. Uh, apparently it's really going to use the ribbon. Um, use the what? Ribbon. The the ribbon? Yes, the ribbon. What's what's the ribbon? I don't know. It just says it really uses the whip, ribbon. Uh, details emerge. This is it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyways, it's going on to explain that uh, it's going to integrate using the rib- ribbon. In I, I guess it's like icons. It, it's more user based hotkey icon type shit as opposed to. Well, we're used to having with the with the normal Windows, but yeah, Windows eight is due out, I believe, at the end of next year. Wow, already? Well, that's fast. There it Jeez. is. This is the ribbon. This is up here. Is the ribbon? Oh, I don't like. No, neither I, do I. Look at how huge it is. It's taking up so much of the screen. In in most of two thousand seven, uh, see that down here is like up here, and then up here would be like the ribbon. In two thousand seven, Excel and stuff like that, like we just switch over to at work. The ribbon is every goddamn where, and we hate it. Because it does take up a lot of space. But uh, Microsoft has always been on a three-year uh, development plan. So every three years, they have a new OS come out. This one came out in 2009. So, yes, yeah, as you can see from the leak screenshots, Windows 8 is still far from done with many obvious gaps in the design. However, with many, nice spelling. However, we do now have a rough picture of what will the product will look like when it finally rolls out early 2012. Good to know. I just yeah. now got Windows 7. I, I hadn't really put it together, the uh, three-year development cycle. I never really I, thought I, I never did that either. So, all right, so all right. time for the quickening. And once again, we tiptoe that fine line between outright, you know, cancellation and laughs. Here we are, born to be kings. We're the princes of the universe. Greetings, Highlander. You call? have the manners of a goat. By the way, does anybody know if you can um, power or charge your PlayStation 3 controllers using the USB port on a computer? I don't see why not. Usually with a lot of things, you can suck power off of. Because I can't think of any other way to power it other than having the PlayStation running. And as you can see, it doesn't stretch from that to the recliner chair. No. Uh, I I think it would. Easy way to find out. We'll try it after the show, yeah. try it. All right, well, so like I said... um, in the beginning of the show, if you just tuned in or if you weren't paying attention, uh, I received a ton of quickening questions, the most I've ever received. However, rather than answering them all this week, what I'm going to do is I'm going to hoard some and save them for the marathon show at the first week of May. That does not mean you don't send in questions for next No, week. not at all. It just means that it just 
keep sending in a ton of questions, and I'll, I'll take some, and then it's just going to make the uh, quickening in May that much better. Here, for an example, I'm just going to scroll down to the bottom, see all these questions that I haven't even... Uh, That's a shitload, dude. That, no, those, these, this is the actual quickening. Now, these are the these are all the questions that wow. I've been asked that I did not wow, even ask. you lying. See what I mean? Jeez. Tons of questions. I and love I, feedback from people. Love it. Seriously, if I answered all those the week, it'd probably be like a half hour. So anyway, here we go. Here we go. The quickening. And if you want to send me a quickening question, please do so at Highlander1G at gmail.com. Here we go. Question, if all Asians look alike to white people, do white people look alike to Asians? Who knows? Nobody can understand that ching-chong, ding-dong language of theirs anyway. (laughs) As long as they keep the miniature televisions coming and we keep threatening to bomb them into the Stone Age, it's all good. I like some of the women, though. They're pretty hot. Hey, baby, you come ride on my rickshaw. I take you to Bangkok. (laughs) Question, if I were to bite a random black person, would I taste chocolate or coffee? (laughs) Would they mind if I did this? I think if you were to bite a random black person, three more black guys would pull up in their 1989 Cadillac Broham and do an in-real-life permaban on your ass. Then they take you to their crib and plant some child porn on you. Then the cops show up and lay their ban hammer on you. And you, get ta- and you get to take the black and white limo to the Gray Bar Hotel. And then you get to experience Bubba saying things like, Yeah, for dinner tonight, I'm going to have rape with a side order of gangbang. So if that sounds like a quality Saturday night for you, go ahead and bite the first black guy you see. Why does every question have to do with race these days? I don't That's know. Like but Every uh, goddamn one. Yeah. Question, why do aboriginals blame all of their drug and rape problems on us white settlers? Don't start lumping us into your problems, Australia. There's no us in this equation. There's only you. That's because you screwed up from the start. Unlike you, we knew what to do with our black people. Stick them in the cotton fields and make them tap dance. Then, Then when they got all uppity, we send in the CIA to sell them plant drugs in their neighborhoods. And in a couple of years, it'll be time for another round of the sickle cell. <laughs> Jesus, God. I hope you wrote that down, Australia. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Question, if you were food, what would you be? Delicious? <laughs> One thing I could think of. You know, this question. Question, if you could kill Hitler with one of these options, which would you choose? A swarm of bees with stingers that explode in a shrapnel death.